to a new year of the 8-4 Play podcast, your first, only, best, last <laughs> podcast about yeah. Japan and games and mm-hmm. Japanese games. Um, I am your host still, uh, Mark Games is McDonald. Uh, with me, <laughs> we have sure. uh, some special guests. What? I, I, haven't, even, I haven't even it's like, said anything it's yet. It's like ominous sounding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's I'm new still rocking... New Year's New Year. Rock and Eve, <laughs> yeah, uh, not anymore. But uh, yes, akimashite uh, omedetou gozaimasu, everybody. Please be nice to us again this year. I don't know how you translate that, but uh, um, do it to us anyway. Uh, JJ, you're back. I'm back. Huckleboy two, JJ Justin, Huckleboy two, Epperson. <laughs> yes, Boxboy, Boxboy, Boxboy two, which I didn't know about until just before they like stealth announced it right as Sony was starting their CES press conference. Oh, totally Take stole the thunder. Yeah, Epperson. Nintendo was like Boxboy. Boom. The hour is correct. Jumpsalbum. Interesting. So, what what's the big uh, new conceit with for those of us who completely missed so this announcement? Now you can spawn two sets of boxes. Oh my! Mind God. blown. Wow. Yeah. Boosh. Um, and you were a fan. You were a fan of the first one. I was. Is this one on? What is it on? 3ds. Oh, same as, as the last one. No, no. It's out now. I didn't download it yet. I'm actually going to go buy a Nintendo Point card because I also want to get. Uh, that new Shinen game, the racing one, the name that I'm forgetting. Oh, oh fast, fast, fast Racing Fast Neo. Racing Neo. Yes. Yeah. That oh, came out yeah. in Japan. I have that. I haven't played it yet. <sighs> I know. You got that too. Yes. Okay. I really want it. So. Um, well, we will, you've been playing a lot of games too recently. But, I have. Um, we will come back to that. Yes. Um, how was your break? My break was not good. Uh, was not good? Oh. So um, You had like two weeks of vacation. <laughs> Well, let me. We're like just getting back to work now. Yeah. For people who don't know, so New Year's is the bigger holiday in Japan. We record on podcast on Christmas Day. That was our last podcast. We were actually here at the office that day. That was our right. last day in the office until what yesterday. yesterday. So yeah, like Christmas Day, I get off of work. I'm on my way home. You're like, oh man, I'm two like, two weeks. Here we go. Nothing to do. <laughs> two two weeks of nothing to do. I get home. My wife gets a call. Mm-mm. Her grandmother died. Oh, oh no. no. And so our my whole New Year's vacation was basically the funeral. Okay. And so oh, wow. uh, they live out in the country in Tochigi, which is pretty far up north from where we are. And uh, I th- I've talked a little bit about a Japanese funeral on this podcast before, but the way they do it out in the country is a little different. Mm-hmm. So, like, after she died... Was she, was she sick or... So, actually, it was, was kind it of a sim- surprise. We uh, knew that she, was, she, has Alzheimer's, she had Alzheimer's. She wasn't doing well. Okay. But we actually thought her grandfather would be the first to go because he's on dialysis. And hmm. so, like... Well, Are they both pretty, pretty well up then. there? Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, okay. 84, 85. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Well, yeah. So, but that aside... Um, so, way down in the country, uh, w- right after she died, everybody in the, they call it the Cho, but it's like this large block of area in that city, mm-hmm. everybody who lives there, mm-hmm. they, they all get together and meet. Wait, really? When, yeah. Just when somebody dies? Yeah. Someone wow. who lives there, they get all, everyone gets together and they meet and they start to plan and like, you do this, you do this, you do this. So and even people who didn't really know them, but happen to live geographically nearby that's right Acho is kind of, i mean it's usually like a couple blocks it's but this is something. this is in tochigi where like a house is you know the houses the distance between houses is like Pretty you know big, a 10 minute walk okay all right um 
So like, you know, there's, it's, it's still a lot of people because yeah. the show is a big thing. But so they all get together and they talk and then they delegate all the duties and stuff like that. Huh. Uh, and then they start moving. Um, That's kind of cool. I mean, that the town gets together. It is. It know, is pretty interesting. It's pretty old school. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is old school. And um, so like basically on Christmas Day, that started setting in, uh, all that stuff in the motion. And we wouldn't go to Tojigi t- till like three days later because okay. my Kiko, my wife, she is a, a Sotomago. So there's like two types of grandchildren. There's the Uchimago and the Sotomago. The Uchimago live with the grandparent and the Sotomago don't. Okay. Um, so like the Uchimago, they're involved from the beginning, uh, but we would only come in towards the end. Right. But so like, you know, a couple of days later we get there and uh, Japanese funerals are a multi-day event. They're like a two-day thing. Uh, and when we got there it was the beginning of the first day. They they have the body in her bed uh, in her bedroom like mm-hmm. kind of lying there mm-hmm. and uh, someone called a I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Okuribito yeah yeah, yeah yeah Okuribito is like someone who kind of like sends, sends that, them off right? sends them off on their journey yeah and what was the English name for that movie it was like the the messengers or the deliverer or something I forget what uh, it was deliverer that's not a bad translation yeah. but so like the Okuribito comes and like does her makeup and stuff like that while to, people are watching well while, while we're all watching this this is oh like they tell you to come into the room and and watch as he huh. does it it's i mean it's it seems a little bit morbid but at the same time it kind of like unites everybody right like, we're all like watching is everybody this. quiet like in our church or very quiet. like oh yeah. okay yeah. all right well, um, that sounds all right. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you know, we, that, we, we, I'm not sure that sounds as healthy as I was like originally yeah. thinking. So but. we all watch. We all watch the makeup, including your on. kids. The, they they don't have to watch, but they okay. all wanted to come and watch. Okay. And uh, and then afterwards, we everybody gets a tissue and they kind of like pad her makeup a little bit. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you do that. Did you do the? Was it a cremation or was it a burial? It's always a cremation. Well, it's not always. Japan is usually though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, way, I mean, way like ninety nine point nine percent are all cremation. And then, so, did you do the uh, the grab the bones with the chopsticks? And yeah, move so them I, over? I, yeah, I did that. Uh, we we also like all the men got together and like moved her body into the coffin and do it at all that. Oh sort man, of stuff. I don't know if I could do that. It it was an interesting experience. Um, uh, but yeah, the so like you know, and then uh, they moved the body to the funeral home and then you go and then you have to stay there overnight um but actually in the country they bring the body back home to the the house and you can just stay okay. at the house all night okay and then the next day they cremate the body okay and then after it's cremated they and this was a little bit too much for me they so they have the this like bed with all the bones on the bed right um like and in plain sight in plain sight everybody's looking at it um and they're like okay so the the guy who's kind of like in charge of the burning will uh, explain to you what bone is what, mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, take these chopsticks and everybody who's in the room, take the chopsticks, pick up a piece of the bone and put it in the box. Right. And everybody does this, and uh, you know if there's enough bones to go around, you do it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they, it's only for the body. Then when they get to the head, the guy who's like the professional explains every single part of the thing or whatever or every like this bone is this i have to ask but are we talking like like cartoon classic like skull like the the way you it's imagine, like, like it's like broken into pieces okay so you're you but you can like, tell like where her teeth are and stuff like that and there's a uh there's a special bone that's lodged in your throat which they call the uh uh the uh, masa what's the throat bone 
which shares the name with a god, the Hodoke Sama. Oh, right. And they say, it's, it's actually it's the the bone is named after the god. Okay. And uh, that bone is special because if it's like in peace, that means like she's been you know that person's been blessed in a certain way that they you know they had a good life or they'll have a good afterlife. And like the guy picked up that bone, he was like. Yes, this is, it's perfectly intact. She must have been a really great, you know, and everybody's like, oh, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what a and bummer I, if you pick it up and you're like, oh, wow, this, <laughs> yeah, this person is kind of easy. shitty. All right? right? Well. And so they, and they, they do that. He, like, goes through all the bones, and then they put him in the box. And, like, my wife's dad, and this was, this was too, this is the part that was too much. I mean, it was all a little bit too much. But then, like, there were pieces of bone on his hand. Mm-hmm. Like flakes of bone on his hand, mm-hmm. and he started passing them out to people, <laughs> like as a oh souvenir. Yeah, as like this is hey hey, this take it remember, home and put it on remember. a mantle or yeah like, yeah yeah. Like, okay, I well just like I don't I don't know what they were supposed to. Weird. do. What do you do with it? Yeah, I, I think you just keep it. I don't know, or maybe you put it back in the box. I, people were just like kind of holding on to it, so I I don't know. Wow. Okay, but, but they you know, and then they put it back in the box, and then they take the box home. And after that, every seven days, uh, everybody in the um, the Cho will come back together and talk about uh, the uh, the burial stone. Jeez, this is like a full time job. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it is. And so, and and like after it's all done, the uh, the children have to go to everybody in the Cho and say thank you and give them presents. Wow, it's a very. It was like this was my whole. Yeah. Vacation. This is uh, wow. Okay. Some vacation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and don't you also like a hundred years after the? Isn't there like a hundred years after and like five years after that? Like you memorialize the person at certain times. Yes. After. There are there are special memorials. We usually you you'll probably go if you're like in the the immediate family you go like every year. But then there are special years like ten years. I think is one of them. Wow. Wow. Well, John, what'd you do so, on your? <laughs> no. John's like taking pictures of his '64 DD. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. check this out. I know. I, I was like, oh, yeah, but I did. I did. There was some gaming involved. Just to, as an aside, uh, as my, an aside on this game my, my my wife's family um, has ton, They have tons of kids. There's 11 grandchildren all together, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they all brought their Vitas. Really? And 3DSs. They all had Vita. Whoa. They were all playing Vita uh, Minecraft on Vita. Ah, mm. Minecraft. So, and yes. in, in, I told you that uh, Haruki beat Minecraft. Basically, yeah. those kids told him how to do it. Like, you had to go to a special word. You, you had to do all this stuff like that. Okay. And then you can beat it. But it was interesting to, like, kind of watch them, like, trade right. stories right, or right, whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so in, in Vita was the platform yeah. of choice. Surprisingly, like, they had Vitas. And, like, well, they, it's not, I mean, it, it, if it is like a Minecraft machine, which it pro- I'm guessing it probably was, it's it actually was. not too surprising because that was the first. I mean, it's besides you know the iPhone or iPad yeah. here, uh, which is like different kind of crappier version. It was the. It's still you know the only real way to be playing a it on a too. on a handheld, right? Yeah, yeah um, which there's not on the uh, right. other system. Have you so. guys seen the ending for Minecraft? No, no, I, I imagine it is for like ten minutes in my life. It is literally underwhelming. It is literally the worst thing <laughs> ever. It's, it's extremely bizarre. Oh, it is. It's like so. What it is? You beat this thing called the Elder Dragon, and then you get warped to the scene where it's like a. The background is just like the dirt texture, and then like there's this conversation between two gods or people or whatever, where they're like 
talk to each other back and forth about how the player understands what's going on. Like, they talk about all sorts of crazy shit. And... Yeah, it's like a weird philosophical discussion, yeah. and it just keeps going and going. It, like, Whoa. T- yeah, it's fifteen like, minutes. Really? Yeah. What? Me and my wife, <laughs> me and like my wife gear. were sitting there like, "Is this gonna end?" <laughs> it is. It is very metal gear. Did you, did you read hilarious. it in the notch voice? No, I like. I started to read it out to Haruki because I was assuming he might want to know what it meant. But like, oh, okay, because he can't read. <laughs> right. Yeah. As I was reading it, I was like, uh, <laughs> Haruki, you're not gonna understand. So <laughs> like, you start, start making up another yeah, exactly. story. Start making up a new story, and then lived happily ever after. The end. Look it up. If you if you are and so inclined, but it's not very good. Uh, so John, hi, happy, happy new Nets, year, happy Nets, happy new year, Ricky Artie. Uh, what were you doing over? What did you do over your? I didn't have nearly as an eventful uh, New Year's as JJ. I relaxed. I played some video games. I finished Xenoblade finally. Oh yeah, congrats! Wow. So what was your clock? At Ninety-two the... hours. Ninety-two. Wow. Okay, uh, and I. Barely, I don't even think I got to 50% on the whole world Are survey. Jesus. Yeah, there's so much to do. Jesus. But, wow. But I, you're done with it. It's not, I couldn't take it out of my system. It's still in there. Really? Like, I, I decided I was done with it because right. I had these other games. I was going to play Witcher over the break. I didn't even get to it. But, like, uh, I, uh. For the best. I, well, I, I <laughs> bought it. I want to play it. Yeah. But, um, no, I just, I, this. The Such side missions hater. in that game are really fun. Like they're really, they're actually, I think, more interesting than the main story missions. In the end, like there's some really dark and bizarre, weird quests and stuff. So, right, I would like to do more, but for now, it's I gotta take a break. Yeah, mm. I, uh, it was hard to beat the last boss too. I actually had to like stop and like basically Grind? build up my team and buy mm. better skills and do a bunch of stuff. No and then shit. Go back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I did see some people in the, uh, I think it was in the NeoGaf thread or something, talking about that. How it was <laughs> actually. Some of the people thought that the final, some of the final bosses yeah. were actually really challenging. Yeah, and there's tons of. I mean, after the final boss, there's stuff that's way stronger and way harder, and you have to like really like get the best, best equipment and the best augments and all this stuff in your and your gear to be able to even take them on. So right. There's still a lot to do, but I'm I'm done for now. But, wow. But that was fun. That took up a lot of my time. Whenever yeah. my girlfriend wasn't around, that's all I was doing was playing Xenoblade. Oh, she right. didn't like. Um, did she not like it? Or well, no, she she because she watches you. Play she watches games, me play games, usually. but that but Xenoblade is not interesting to someone who's who doesn't speak the language. Like I'll usually That's play games true. in Japanese with her around, and then she can follow along. Ah, but, okay. You know, she just like whenever she calls it the yeah yeah game because of the music. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh, you're playing the yeah yeah game again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, besides that, uh, not a whole lot. Yeah, you saw I took my 64DD out for some reason. I forget. Yeah, for someone, what, what were you playing Someone, on there? I didn't play it. I just took it out to... Someone asked for a picture of it or something. And I was likes. like, oh yeah, I think I have one. That's what it was. And I, what it was. <laughs> I went in and... Uh, You're and a whore for Twitter likes. I love <laughs> Twitter is. likes. I, I love posting pictures of old game stuff. Um, I started posting all my classic stuff on my Instagram again too recently, and that's been really fun. I'm like trying to attach a story to each picture, you know, like what was going on when I got the game or whatever. Just like a personal anecdote. It's more for me than anything else, but people seem to like them. So. What's been your most liked or f- up, fingered up or whatever the fuck people do on Instagram? <laughs> it's, it's I'll like, never it's, get on Instagram. It's like, it's like, you right. need to get on, man. It's no. good. There's some great accounts. Yeah, man. I hear like Justin.Epperson's a good account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sneak that in. Recently, it would be, I posted the picture when I first met Miyamoto when I was like 22. Okay. Uh, oh, man. And that yeah. got a lot of likes. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, like, I saw you that on Twitter, I think. I, I figured out the day that that happened, too, because... Oh, really? Because it was, it, was, it was during Space World, yeah. yeah, and it was the day that I played. That's what happened. I looked. I was on the player, one, uh, not player one podcast. I was on the back, back in my, my play, play podcast with Kevin Larrabee and yeah. CJ uh, Chris Johnston, friend of the show, about Ocarina of Ocarina Time, of Time, which they're replaying right now for some reason. 
that's why they were replaying it for that. Yeah, right. just just yeah, he wanted to do an episode on that. And I always turn him down because I don't like doing Skype podcasts. I like doing them in person, but I, I was like, What the hell, it's the vacation, let's try it. And yeah. uh it was a lot of fun. But after that I ended up going back and like digging through stuff and looking up like old pictures and here so on and so forth. And I I found my impressions that I wrote of Ocarina of Time for videogames.com. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, of course. And they were the first English impressions anywhere. No one else was was writing about it then for an internet. Site. So this was not the so the that, this was not the Shoshinkai the the space world that showed just the movie. This was the one that the first time ever that it was playable. It was seventy okay, percent first complete. time it was playable, which yeah. was after. Remember, it showed that first movie, right? Which before the movie, ended up looking way better, right? Right. Than that very simple right. like Link fighting. A oh yeah, cell yeah. Phone. No, this was the first time it was playable. It was one year before release. Well, so well, let's see. What year would that have been? This then? was ninety seven in November. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, it's funny that it wasn't playable until that late yep. in the uh, first time. Well, and it was planned to be out in April, but then it got delayed again. But, right. Um, I found I had to use the Internet Archive to find them, but I found my impressions. And that's I, awesome that you were able to find them. Yeah, it was tough. I had to like I had to go I had to go through this weird like roundabout way like to find like Gamespot's news archives. Yeah. And then get to like that month, and then that's how I got Jesus. to it from there. So uh, what what were your impressions? I said it was like going to be one of the best games ever, and it was nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there you go. Uh, but I loved it. I was like super into it, and I, I remember writing those impressions. That was my second trip to Japan. We mm-hmm. used to work with those guys. Uh, you know, remember we used to go to like Stu and Kiyomi's office, and we would go upstairs and write Tokyo stuff, Pop. That's yeah. right, right. Tokyo um, Pop, which is apparently totally different subject. Apparently, coming back. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so you wrote it from there. You didn't write it from the uh, from the. KO Plaza. No, not from that. I wrote it from there. I remember Shinjuku. we got back that night and wrote up our stuff. And I had this interview with Jim Merrick about the 64DD. That, oh, yeah. And it was like really in detail. And like he said all this crazy shit that never ended up coming to be. Was, well, yeah. I mean, the 64D, I, I was like legitimately excited but there was a, about it, but there was always a part of me that was kind of like, is this really ever going to happen? Like, is right, this ever right. really going to kind of come out? I wanted F Zero for it. So ultimately, that's what I have F Zero for it. Ultimately, that's. Do you what... have all the games for it? No, I have a few though. I have Mario Artist. I have F Zero. I have um, Doshin the Giant, which is like still in the shrink wrap because I never opened it. I'm oh. so pissed. Um, I had all of the games. Even oh, though, wasn't really? there one you had to like send in? There was for? a couple that were pretty it, rare. I think there's like Fuck. a Gundam game that's uh, really rare or something like that. There's like a few. I forget. I there all of those. Was, yeah, all of them. That system's awesome. Though. That's like a piece of history that's really cool. I feel like it's like one of those things. Have that, like, you ever hooked it up and yeah. used it? You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I played the games when they first came out. Okay. I got them when I was at EGM. I had Kiyomi like buy me one and send right. it to me. And, right, right, right. But, um, but yeah. Wow. So, well, that's, that's that was my break. That's that's, that's fairly fairly <laughs> tale of two breaks. Um, <laughs> so and finally. Our special guests who have been very, very patient. patient. Yes. <laughs> we usually get to you guys soon. Yeah. Very, 20, very, we're 20 patient. minutes in, by the way. <laughs> um, That's fine. We could run long. Yeah. We have uh, Yacht Club Games is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. We have uh, David Shovelclaws uh, D'Angelo. <laughs> Shovelclaws. Right, who brought us some um, some presents who we're actually going to look at. I haven't even... There's like this mystery bag. <laughs> that I haven't looked at it all. It's very heavy. The guys really? are starting to look yeah. panicked. This is... <laughs> You know how heavy that is. Whoa, yeah, this has um, some heft. And uh, and uh, Sean Hollywood Velasco, um, <laughs> that's right. So named after his his hairstyle, which is becoming yeah. very famous here in Japan. Yeah, it's getting is... lots of compliments on it. Yeah, people, yeah, it's going to start. 
yeah, that really to trend here. Yeah, I that think. really just puffed me up before the podcast. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just feeling super great. Yeah. <laughs> Taka, yeah. So, so a friend of the show, Yutaka Obuchi, does stuff with us sometimes. As he was leaving, it was like, you know what? I really like your hair. I was like, well, like, I did not expect that. that, that was gonna be saying, That's the last like, thing. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, I thought he was going to gonna say something about Shovel Knight or something like about the game or whatever. Right, I did too. I did too. Hair. I was like, you know, I really love your game, which he does because yeah. he's been playing it a lot. But, um, but yeah, he's like, I've seen you on the internet, and I <laughs> right, I it's you, real. I, yeah, that I, was the yeah, best. Yeah, part I didn't about think it. your hair was going to really look like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then I met you, and it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it lived up to the expectation. Yeah. So how's it going, guys? Great. Yeah, it's yeah. going. Yeah, it's going really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I, and I want to. I mean, it's an awesome opportunity to have you here. We've talked a lot about Shell Night on the show before. Um, this is probably a good time for us to mention that uh, opinions on this show are not necessarily totally objective. But, yes. uh, <laughs> we do talk about reminder that, first reminder that, for twenty sixteen and things like that. But but totally separate from that, and you can go back and see check the record on uh, what we talked about Shovel Night before we had ever even talked to you guys or met you guys right. but um so i definitely want to dive into that because i think you guys got a really interesting story to tell and there's a lot going on even still mm. with shovel knight but before that i think we need to sure. take the mystery bag <laughs> oh, no. and, and see what we got here <laughs> by the way as a side it. note i think we actually have a couple of episodes coming up with even more like we have like a, a jam-packed few episodes of cool guests coming on yes. the show. Yes, we do have some some upcoming special guests. Um, do we? Mr. Kevin Gifford, yes. uh, fan oh, favorite, is right. going to be back. Soon. I just want to say, by the way, there's like amazing colored, you know, wrapping paper in here. No, it's very festive. <laughs> yeah, and some green. It's very festive. And... Are you guys? You guys aren't Seahawks fans, are you? Because there's green, no. and green and blue. Okay, I good. See. Oh, oh, oh man, All right, that's awesome. Number one. Okay. <laughs> what do we oh, got nice. here, John? We got a, uh, a T-shirt of the Triple King. This is um, awesome. I don't think I've seen this actually. So apologies for all of the noise that we we're have multiple be T-shirts. The, uh, Aha! Oh man, dudes! Dancing, I, dancing is sort of my thing. That is that is awesome. That kind of like Yutaka was wearing a shirt that almost said that today. It was like dancing, dancing is the only true art form. Only, only oh, that's true, amazing! The only pure art form. Yeah, oh, these yeah, are that was awesome. Like oh man. Yeah. Okay, we have a variety of shovel knight shirts in here. Plus the heft. Of, uh, you guys have uh, you guys do a lot of good merch. As, you do. Uh, yeah. People see at packs oh, and stuff. Who do you guys ass. work with uh, on your? Uh, on your we, merch, talk we, about uh, that. We work with bit. quite a few people. Uh, these these T-shirts are from We Love Fine and from Fan Gamer. Uh, from Fan Gamer, nice. Yes. Fan Gamer is awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're so cool. I feel something else. Nice. In this here. one comes with a sticker too. Yeah, chivalry. This, yeah, everything they do is just so. Yeah, just so the Fan Gamer stuff is really well put together. Like the sticker that's holding the the T-shirt thing together even has like little. Uh, sprites on it basically it says chivalry it has oh, the sides oh, in the middle oh nice. Man. oh nice soundtracks soundtracks shovel knight soundtrack is amazing by the way yeah <laughs> not that you guys don't know that already yeah but um <laughs> very nice wait is there more in here uh there, there should be else? yeah, yeah oh, i think there's this a couple is more awesome. yeah, the gift that the gifts that keep on giving here. whoa all right now we're getting into heavy duty zone here whoa, what is this collector pin set i'm not rad pins yeah. the the pin that i was wearing the other day oh yeah yeah that's that's one of these yep Oh, that's fucking awesome. Oh, man. And the game itself. Da -da. Oh, shit. Yeah. John had one, but... You guys didn't get uh, all this stuff for us, did you? This is way yeah. too much. This looks like oh, enough for, like, the whole Japanese so we game industry. <laughs> three copies of the 3DS Thank you guys. game on sale now, as is the Amiibo now, right? Finally. Uh, as of next week. It's, yeah, or it's, 
tomorrow. Are you still, I don't know what day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just saw a thread where it was uh, Amazon has it back up, or they did uh, as of when I saw it yesterday that they had it back up for. Uh, for pre-order, yeah, that's I, a fun adventure. Oh, really? It's, it's it wasn't ever supposed to be on pre-order, but it's been up on pre-order maybe five times. Yeah, we keep, yeah, we <laughs> only keep for a few call. hours. You know, well, is we, that a bad thing? I mean, hell. I well, mean, we don't mind it really being on pre-order, other like other than we'd want it to be done right, and mm. we want it to be done ahead of time, and okay. we want it to be a, a way that people can actually get a proper amount of units. Right. Uh, like like okay, from okay. from the beginning, we kind of wanted to avoid all of the weirdness with with the amiibo amiibos and. and yeah. We just wanted ev- everyone to be able to kind of get their own, and so we said, okay, pre-orders are something that we're not going to do just because the- they'll all get you know taken by scalpers or something weird will happen. Right. In some situation oh, like that. okay, that's okay. very so, cool. Yeah. Right, but it's almost been worse because Am- Amazon and like Best Buy have done these things where they keep posting it for like five hours right so people <laughs> right. think it's like the most limited amiibo on right. the planet that's not true it's, it's sold out true. it sold out in 30 minutes it's like right. no it didn't even it like sold, sold right. nothing it was never right. supposed to be up there so oh. they've clearly that's interesting to note because they've clearly because I've noticed that trend with stuff where it mm. like it, stuff that I want appears for a little while disappears but then it's back like two days later well all the more re- I mean they've clearly realized you're that you're doing that somebody posts on Twitter yep. and says like oh it's up on Best yeah. Buy right. everybody goes to bestbuy.com Maybe five percent of the people can actually pre-order it. The other ninety-five percent, ten percent of them end up staying and buying right. something else or That's something. Smart. Yeah. I mean, smart. I'm sure the way like Amazon's site works is like they have to publish it, right? They mm-hmm. say, "Hey, we're making an amiibo. We publish it," and then they're like changing all the details while it's published, right? <laughs> right, and, then, right. and then they take it down after it's done. It's like well, that's yeah, actually that reminds because that reminds me. So I made a note to talk to you guys about amiibo because like that was the, I'm sure like an adventure, and you probably can't talk too much about the details of it but there's some things I, I hope you can't talk about just being like the uh the big first like you know third party the first uh, true third party amiibo, sure. yeah. yeah um but before we get into that um let's back up a little bit um i want to talk to you guys just about shovel knight just in general like i think there's a good chance of having you here to talk about indie dev in general but also like a lot of stuff on shovel knight we have a lot of fans uh three of them here but a lot of fans uh, are listeners of the game um so you guys both you guys met as did uh everybody in the core group of of uh yacht club at way forward or um yeah, yeah pre- the founders pretty much all of us yeah, right we, right we were originally yeah way forward people so you guys knew you know you guys all already kind of shared a love and had experience with 2D games with old school games. Um, Definitely. Was there anything in particular? Do you guys remember the first time you met each other? You met each other there. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time Sean and I actually met. With uh, his hair. It was like my second. <laughs> it was like my second day of work. And uh, the funny thing is, I came from uh, writing jingles actually. What? Um, and Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. We wrote commercials like for like local yeah. car. Yeah, for like what whatever random things. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. But how are they not like jingles, shovel night jingles all <laughs> over the fucking place? I didn't well, know you Jake, could still Jake's get a job like right like like Yeah, I well writer. I worked I actually worked for the guy that wrote like but up 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 Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like he was like he was super legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like the crown prince of the jingle world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you know Mario, you know the the Mario Donald stories, right? The the Flintstones kids 10 million strong that's right. growing. That's oh, like that's Mario Donald. Wow. That's how he made his Amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
You should know this, man. That's how you're all in this industry. Did you go to school to do jingles? No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I majored in jingles. Yeah, I went yeah. to school for computer science and music. That, oh, okay. And so then, there was music. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wanted to make video games, but that didn't seem like something that was possible. Possible, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the... The, I had done like internships in like sound uh, places, right. okay, and basically I that was like the f- the the thing that worked out. Uh, and I was in Chicago at the time, and there wasn't game things, and the programming stuff in Chicago mm-hmm. is like not exciting. It's like, do you want to program systems for like health insurance, right? Yes. And it's like for dentists no. or for yeah. insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, right. like, there's your choices. Yeah. So yeah. like I, that, I mean, that was sort of the world I left in. And then, the, and then, the, and then he told me he was like, "Oh, you don't want to write music here. It's like the worst." It's like you're it's just like, going to be writing kid, jingles. Let me tell you something. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> like, you need to go to LA. That's like way more exciting stuff. And that's oh, what I went okay. to. Yeah. Okay. So oh. you went to LA with the dreams of your own pop, 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 pop. Yeah, right. Yeah, getting <laughs> yeah. big. Yeah. So I went there, and then that was in 2008 when the like the economy was Took crashing. Crapper, right? Yeah. And I was like, I, the, the story I always tell is that I was with um, a guy who wrote music for movies. And he's, but he was like, oh, let me call my other friends, like, get you started in jingles. I'll be like a good place to start here. And he starts calling his friends at different studios and he kept getting busy signals mm. because they had closed oh, that week. Shit. Holy crap. Right? Wait, just that so week? The oh, you yeah, they just closed down. The, wow. He closed down dead, and he didn't basically. know about it. Yeah. Yikes. Right. So I was like, okay, Ouch. like, I'm in, L- I'm in LA. <laughs> There's time. like lots of video game yeah. companies. Like, this now is the time okay. to try to yeah. make, you know, try to do that. So then I applied to wait forward. And anyway, to get back to like the original story. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they saw Sean so across the crowd. They knew room. they knew I'd done sound stuff. <laughs> so where we were, uh, Sean was working on Boy and His Blob, right. and we, they were they had recorded like the boys' voices and the and they came out really bad. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, this is the first time I remember meeting you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Your I was story like, checks out. Yeah. I was like, we like they like shuffled me into like the meeting room where like the fridge was. Yeah, the conference kitchen. And, and like they're like, we, they're like, <laughs> yeah, we have this, seriously. we have this, this kind like, of a con- I can't laugh too hard because <laughs> I know that's true. Yeah. We we're right yeah. now recording I, yeah. basically a conference. Yeah, kitchen, and they're but... like, we have this crappy microphone, and we have like, I mean, they had. Were you guys recording the voices yourself, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the. Which we have also done. Yeah, one, I mean, one of the programmers' kids was the voice of the boy. Oh, wow. And that's, oh, what, wow. We were, and that's what we were, were recording right then. So oh. quick quick side note. We were just talking about this, but Boy and His Blob just got announced for other... Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be like a 1080p, 60 frame per second version of the game, just like a re-release that's coming out on every platform. Wow. And uh, Of the game that you made, as opposed to the original? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Original. The, yeah, the 2009... Nice. Geez, what was that? The 2009 Wii. Mm. Boy and his blob, as opposed to the original. How did that come up? Were you were you a huge fan of the of the NES original? No, I mean, not guys? not exactly. Okay. In fact, I was I was playing NES ROMs on a hacked PSP, and I came <laughs> and, and I came upon Boy and his blob, and I was just playing I was playing through it and thinking, man. This is like such a cool concept, but the execution is like so weird yeah. and, and creepy. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe we could do something cool with it. And, mm. and Way Forward happened to know Majesco, and they were they were kind of they had a friendly relationship already. And so we just called them up, and I wrote up a pitch. And I mean, that was my first real. Oh wow! So it really yeah. was you as a as a Velasco joint. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like my first game that I that I'd really that was like my directorial debut. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So this fresh faced jingle writer comes yeah, in. Right. Like, yeah, right. I'm gonna fix your sound. Are you yeah. like, what a boy the fuck? Yeah, 
Yeah, he can. Yeah, it's like he can. He can record all this and a blob. Yeah. Um, so how did that? So how did it turn out? You guys like when you met? Was it magic? Immediately, did you know? <laughs> Not, I mean, I it was a little weird. So, it was no. like, it was sexual tension. Yeah. Or what? I mean, uh, through the roof. <laughs> um, but so you fixed, uh, assuming you fixed the voices. Yeah, I mean, so we just re- we just recorded uh, the programmer mm-hmm. on the team's son, and then we yeah, that was it. And then later we. I got attached to. It was. I, oh no! It was, Mighty Milky Way. Mighty Milky Way was our first game. Yeah, not Mighty Batman. Milky Way. Yeah, before Batman. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mighty Milky Way. Yeah, which was one of the Mighty games that that way forward they did. Mighty, Mighty, Mighty Switch, Switch Force. Switch Force. Well, oh, before that they did Mighty Milky that. Way, which we worked on, and before ah. that it was Mighty Flip Champs, which was huh. like a DSI launch game. Right. I mean, the idea. Oh, wow, okay. The idea was that we were going to do sort of a like a, a bit trip sort of thing where we mm. made a lot of different games that were all kind of in the same series. Okay, so okay. Would start associating them right as original way forward ip gotcha uh yeah but we worked together and and man mighty milky way was like such a side project right like it was i remember it was david and like one or two other guys just kind of like working in the corner on this really bizarre idea that uh (laughs) we were just trying to iterate on it as far as we could right um yeah but yeah it was uh, yeah it was just so interesting mm. <laughs> to think of. so you you got hired in were you like yes i f- i finally got into the game industry this is fucking awesome or was it like uh you know i mean i'm, yeah. not, I'm not asking for like i don't want to hear like development horror stories or whatever but i'm no. just like were you like did it live up you feel to the like I, I, i'm so happy i don't know I it's, it's hard in. to say cause, like Yes, I was definitely excited, but at the same time, I was like scared shitless mm-hmm. because I mean, I, I I learned programming in school, but nowhere near what game programming actually right. is. Right, right, right. So like the first day, I was thrown in. It's like here, here, uh, we want you to rework the 3D camera in a game. Oh wow! And like I know, like from playing <laughs> games, like 3D cameras are the worst things on yeah, the planet. Yeah, like, yeah, the hardest. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, give the person with no experience with this code base and with yeah. like, any part of games and making games a uh, 3D camera. Like, great, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna lose this job like tomorrow. Right, right. Yeah. So what did you do there with the 3D camera thing? Did you just knuckle down and? Uh, I mean, yeah. Wow. Essentially, yeah. And, and so they it was sort of the, deep end and but yeah, I mean that's sort of like the way forward's way too, yeah, yeah, which is like they just put you in there, and if you if you survive, right, 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 it works out. So yeah, what all did, else did you guys work on while you were uh, there at Way Forward? I mean, after Mighty Milky Way, it was it was the Batman DS that we really like worked together. I mean, and that was the Batman DS game was a side-scrolling platformer mm-hmm. with like action and combat. What was the name? Was it just Bat- it, it was Batman the Brave and the Bold? DS. Okay, I okay. think was the name. The of Brave it. and the Bold. Yeah, it sounds and, like a yeah. so, like a soap opera. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a game that, or I mean, it was a TV show where Batman would team up with like a with another Silver Age superhero oh. in every episode, and it kind of had like a it kind of had like a goofy, funny slant mm. to everything. Okay, and, and so. It was cool because instead of being like the really hardcore dark Batman, it had a lot of levity to it, and we right. could make some jokes about it. And also because he would team up with a different guy every time, we had a ton of characters and just a, lot, a lot of, of gameplay uh, influences right. that we could draw from. Sure. And so, I mean, we we ended up. I mean, we had a we had a battle that was just like Gunstar Heroes on top of a uh, on top of the uh, the Bat Plane or whatever, where where it would rotate oh, like in sort nice. of a mode seven oh, kind nice. of thing. Oh, shit. We had a lot of uh, we had a lot of characters that had like multi 
like multi-part animation. So right, it, I mean, it was almost like a Sega Genesis style game where, mm. the, uh, like, a, like almost like a Contra hardcore, where right. you had just like a million parts all moving around, and it was just, I mean, it was a lot of fun to be able to do an action game like that, like the kind that just really wasn't made anymore, even at that time. Mm. Yeah, but I remember David was working on, yeah, he was working on all that stuff, and like all his bosses like turned out really good. Yeah, I did that plane you just referred. Yeah, to. I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, the Bane, the Bane battle, right? Uh-huh. Ah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Bane yeah before was he was Bane. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys were at uh, Way Forward, Sean, were you more on the design side, and David, were you more on programming, or what was your kind of your duties? How did uh, that break out there? Yeah, I mean, I I started. I, I was on design. I, I started on. Uh, my, I mean, my first big project was Contra Four, and ah, I, and okay. I worked nice. alongside Matt Bozon, who was the creative director there. Yeah, and and I did uh, I did designs. For Contra Four, from weapons to bosses wow. to level design to everything. Tom worked on that game, right? Tom. Yeah, Tom Hewlett. Hewlett. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Very Except cool. and, at, at that point, he was on the Konami side, but now he actually works at Way Forward. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you guys just play a shitload? Did you replay uh, we, the yeah. Contra game just I mean, a fuck ton? We played Contra just so much, and we, I mean, we wanted to make something that was really that was really close to what like kind of Contra Three and and the original Contra were mm. like our. That's like where our what ended was. What ended up being your favorite Contra, by the way. Uh, I mean, Contra Three is my favorite oh, Contra. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, but I really, I also really love Shattered Soldier, uh, which is kind of maybe a it's little. A PS1 uh, that's the PS One. That's the PS One. PS Two. PS Two. PS Two. Okay. Is that the one where like they had the weird overhead? No, no, that's that's me, the that's PS1. Neo Contra okay. on PS Two. Have you ever seen somebody speedrun Shattered Soldier? Yes. It's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Especially the 100% runs. Because that game, you have to be so exact, right? Like, you have to shoot every single enemy that comes by. I mean, right. Contra is usually Jeez. a game where it's just cannon fog. Over yeah. You. Yeah. Come, yep. yeah, coming from you from all directions. I get a lot more respect for that game after I, I saw somebody speedrun it. But yeah, by all accounts, that was actually that was a really good game. I'm a big... Uh, Contra 1 is my... I'm still like yeah, that Yeah, I'm a that Contra 1 school. person. I just play that game so much, it's like... Yeah. yeah. It all, feels the like first a good three is The music. The music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the music in all the first three games is amazing. Even yeah. Super Contra actually had really good music too. I mean, the NES it did, game it is mm-hmm. under people don't give that game enough credit. That was really yeah, good. I yeah. do. The I overhead really sections too. are sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I think and they had some amazing bosses that had some. It was doing a lot of really cool stuff. Two players and, and everything. I was great, but yeah, the overhead sections. The PS One Contras were garbage, but then they went back yes. to the original creators, and I remember with the PS Two games and got at least the director or something back. Yeah, um, I mean, Shattered Soldier was just super legit. I, right. I mean, I really love how it took the like it took the strategy element of Contra and made it much more important because you had all of the weapons all at the same time, and you would just switch between them. Right. right? And so there it was wasn't like, so much of a thing of just getting the one and then sticking with it. Yeah. Exactly. It was like it didn't have like the gradius problem right where where when you die then it's like well you may as well just like b- right. throw so your game in the yeah. garbage <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, may, yeah. I might have mentioned this before but like one of my first experiences in japan like when i was in the media before i even lived here where i realized that japan was like this magical weird place like twilight zone was like one of my first trips we had this konami trip where i first met igarashi so this was 1998 and was that up north or was that in Tokyo? It was it was all over. Like we went we went to all the different Konamis. Remember they had like Osaka and Kobe and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. And we were, I was at dinner with uh, our friend of the show Ken Ogasawara. He used to be like our foreign correspondent when we were at EGM. He used to work at Konami. We're at dinner and it's like me and him and like a couple Konami guys and we're just talking and then like the guy across from me like he Ken's like you know who that guy is? I'm like he's just this regular dude. He wasn't talked about at all. 
It's like that's the guy who made NES Contra. It's like the guy. Well, and yeah, it's like we still don't know his name. I know. Like I know. we should know that guy's name. But yeah. like, that guy should be famous. Imagine me, twenty-two years old or whatever, like a Contra lover, and like the guy's yeah. like literally sitting where you are. I almost blew, it blew my mind. But then like that, since then I realized like that's this is Japan is the land where like dreams come true for like video game <laughs> fanboys. Because like right. these guys are just regular dudes who just like show up in the industry and hang with you. It was right. so cool. Um, Probably works on a pachinko game. <laughs> yeah, now I know. Yeah. Who knows? It's so know. sad. Yeah. JJ, you're just Mr. Fucking wow. Sunshine over there. <laughs> just tell more funeral stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can tell you one about uh, Konami. Digital <laughs> no, no, let's not. Let's not talk about that. Let's go back. Let's 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 forge times. ahead. Yeah, because yeah. we could sit here and talk about old games with you guys. I think for forever. But so you guys, let's fast forward a little bit. You guys decide. Okay. We we would like you found some some like minded souls and you're like well let's stave off and do our own thing basically like yeah. was Kickstarter an idea <laughs> yeah. from the I start? I mean what, what what really happened was so the way WayForward works is you work on a game with a team and then you all split up to whatever game needs help at that time right, mm. it, right. it's usually so, because the 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 scale of the project is like so drastically different right like sometimes it'll be a tiny little like it was like a DS project and then you would go to a Wii project that had a scale of like 50 people right 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 right. Yeah. Wow. right so you so you break up at the end of the project and then you're with totally new people on the next project right and we so basically that we found a team uh for double dragon neon where we just felt like we clicked mm-hmm. yeah. like we worked really well together and we said hey like we're all gonna get broken up right we don't uh. want that to happen uh and we you know we went and we said to way forward, like, can we stay together somehow? We're like the just Goonies. Like, it just wasn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah, we were totally shaking our bellies. Uh, and, they, and they were like, no, we can't keep you together? Yeah, or? it's just like, so it, just was, it wasn't going to work. At the, yeah, it's right. not the way that they work. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, we basically said, I mean, and until then, we sort of, we sort of planted the idea of making a game by ourselves anyway. Mm. And we said... And that sort of, like, we were working on the side, and it sort of wasn't our passion. So we said, like, hey, what could we do? Like, we want to go big. If we're going to leave, we should go big. We should do it right. Um, and the way we thought we could do that, since we had no, like, marketing experience, no anything, basically, was Kickstarter. Right. Like, I mean, how like- do you build a community to, for people that... I mean, essentially, no one knew who we were, right? right yeah. We worked mm-hmm. at WayForward, but the way WayForward works is you work for publishers, so right, the right, publishers right. are the ones, uh, you know, out there right. talking about the game. So we had to make sure we could present, you know, we could do something that people knew who we were and yeah. right. could get excited yeah. about it. So I mean, the Kickstarter was not just okay. Well, we need to put together some money, but it was also. We need to get a community. We need to like have PR, put this game on the yeah, map. Kind right. Of. Yeah, That's I mean, really smart. I mean, I think in a sense, you know, because we, we have experience now running a Kickstarter, but I think we learned that from you guys. Like, I, I had never considered Kickstarter. I should say I learned that. Mark may have had his own, you know, whatever. But I, I basically I knew never, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of Kickstarter I as. Yeah. From you guys. I remember Mark telling I never, me how he knew it. He knew that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got that part already. Yeah. Keep talking. No, but I, I had never thought of Kickstarter as a community building tool, and I didn't really understand it until we did Mighty Number no. Nine. But then, of course, you. You had to understand because yeah. that community is insane in a good way. Well, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I think that's really smart and forward thinking of you guys. Well, we, like, we talked about it before a lot on the podcast and even on the Mighty Number no. Nine podcast. But you guys helped us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like from the first time we met you guys, it was just like pen and pencils and all the stuff you guys said was like really killer advice. Like throughout the entire Mighty Number no. Nine 
process it was huge like the advice that you guys had so much of kickstarter is learning from people who have done it and you guys were like super forthcoming that was that was great i mean we did the same thing with the people that had done kickstarters before like there was a game called delver's drop yeah and like those guys we talked to them and Mm. they helped us out and it was just yeah it was like this kind of like pay it forward thing that's awesome and also i mean like Mm. not to geek out but like when when john richardi and mark mcdonald of egm (laughs) to the guys the guys the guys that i read you know that helped formulate my my critical gaming opinion as a teenager i mean oh, that man. was like I, I don't know it was Blush, like <laughs> yeah, i need a fan it, it was like uh, yeah i don't know I, it was like it was a little bit hard not to be starstruck at first right. uh yeah seriously i mean you guys were just so formulative um oh, yeah, that's awesome yeah, Thanks, man. yeah it was awesome too like we were really happy that that you guys got to meet uh, Inafune and also oh that Inafune God, got yeah. to meet you guys because <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a lot of what we were like look at Shovel Knight as like a way that it's done right like like coming through on your mm-hmm. promises and like the kind of game that people want is they want the the feeling of nostalgia but they want something new they don't just want a retread like those games are out there and you play them and you forget them but you people still want something new brought with their you know, with the, the old totally. feelings of stuff. Yeah. Um, but so let's talk a little bit more about that leaving for, for Kickstarter because, I mean, Kickstarter, especially as a as a relative, as a group of relative unknowns, is not like a slam dunk by no. any means, right? No. And so, you know, you guys going out there, like, were you... Were you worried? Did you talk to, pu- to publishers, or were you like, "Let's try Kickstarter first, and then if we if we have to, we'll go"? I mean, no. From, from the beat, like we never pitched Shovel Knight to a publisher. Uh, we were kind of working on a side project, just just on the side, and we decided, you know, this project is not really good Kickstarter material. Okay. Uh, and so we thought, okay, what would be something that we would really want to make that we could? Have put you ever our... talked about what that side project was? No, no. In fact, we haven't. Is it because it's still sitting there and it might be? Back to at some point, or I, worked yeah, out probably, to probably, not, probably no. not. But, but actually, the the only tidbit is that the theme song for Yacht Games, the jingle, the, 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 the jingle, yeah, that jingle came from the first game. No, that was Jake. wrote that. Of course, Jake. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry to sidetrack. Well, do you want to say anything about what that side project was, even like high level? Was it I mean, an it was, platform? It was, it we, were were make, we were trying to okay. make an uh, okay. iPhone platform because we were looking oh, at this okay, game right. saying yeah. you, none of them work. At, right. at least sure. we thought we could make you know something that was worthwhile interesting, or yeah. more interesting. interesting. Um, and, we, and we decided we can't. No, we can't. We're not the people. You need the buttons. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, I remember David saying, like, we had a meeting where everything got kind of serious, and he was like, you know what? I Like, I got into this business so i could make nintendo games uh, and like that's the kind of games that we want that nice, I nice. wow and it was Dramatic. like and that, right. I mean, that was really that, I think screenplay. that was yeah that was i think that was like a really pivotal moment and we're like okay and that kind of changed our direction and we thought wow okay yeah let's make something uh let's make something that is that is at, at our hearts right? right like right. like like something like for the nes like that we grew up playing and loving and, and something also that would be feasible for our for our little team without having to right outsource yeah. a bunch bunch of art and you know make something like really really expensive or or too technologically advanced well so related note you guys also had this concept of coming out on nintendo systems and nintendo systems first at a time when that was like 
what the fuck are you thinking? Almost, <laughs> yeah, right, you know? right. But, yeah, yeah. Well, that was almost that's almost why it makes sense, right? Yeah, right, because you're in the smaller pond than the well, other we're in the smaller in. pond, and I mean, Nintendo. You could just tell Nintendo was looking for what could help them, right? Sure, it's yeah. interesting that you could tell that though, because like a lot of other people were just like, I don't know, I'm not like right. I'm going to where the like the action is and where the things are are happening, and it was not you guys are like a proven case of Nintendo working closely with any developer and actually promoting them and stuff like that. But but before you guys, I mean, there was like a, a couple cases of games succeeding on Nintendo platforms, World of Goo and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but not really so much tied to Nintendo Directs or, or that sort of thing. This, this Nindies idea and stuff like that didn't really exist. And like... I mean, not to say that it was just you guys, but Shovel Knight was a huge, like... It was the poster child beacon. for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a poster child. It was a thing to everybody to point to and be like, we can do that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I do think that, yeah, you guys deserve a lot of credit there for being, like... And a lot of, like, faith in Nintendo to come through on their side for, like, hey, we're making this game that we're excited about. You did well on, on Kickstarter. But, like, it was pretty much unproven concept at that point... You know the bit trip games, and there there have been success stories here and there, but like yeah. Nintendo hadn't mm-hmm. really, I felt like, partnered up with an indie developer before you guys to that extent. Well, I mean, even during the Kickstarter, you know, I I called of the few contacts I knew, I knew Dan Edelman, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, from our sure. previous dealings at Way Forward, show. Yeah. yeah. So I called up Dan Edelman and I said, hey, you know, we're doing this Kickstarter. It's Shovel Knight. It hasn't funded yet. We're really excited about it. We want to be able to say we're coming out on Nintendo platforms. Can we say that and you know, to to his enormous credit, he was really really helpful with everything. Mm. He supplied us with loaner dev kits for the for the 3ds and Wii U. Oh, nice! And nice. Uh, I mean, once we, uh, you know, our big our big show was PAX East 2013, right? Because that was during the Kickstarter project, and okay. and, uh, and we're like, well, we we want to announce that it's going to be on Nintendo platforms at that time, and he said, yeah, okay. You know, go for it. Nice, and that really—I mean—that helped us a lot between showing an early build of the game and having the and having it also available on Nintendo platforms. I mean, that's I, that was a big part, of, I think, of what helped propel us kind of to to finishing the Kickstarter and being able to develop what we wanted to before before the Kickstarter. So you guys, you guys must have had some level of confidence to be like, all right, well, we're just going to go the Kickstarter route. It was like it was like our only shot, right? You know, yeah. really, you, yeah. you felt you felt that way. It was like it's this or or nothing kind of thing because you, you felt like did you think at all like if the Kickstarter doesn't succeed, that's going to hurt our chances to then go to a publisher afterwards? Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even think that was something that was on the table. I mean, I remember Sean saying things like if this if this Kickstarter fails, like I'm going to work at a bakery. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like I'm I, done. I, I still I, say, I, I, mean, day, say, I still but, say that. Yeah. I think about the bakery a lot. <laughs> right. you know? Have you been watching the Great British baking show or whatever no oh, oh man if you like if you like that? if you like baked goods that show is the shit <laughs> it is like literal like food What's porn all the time it's the great british bake-off i think it's what it's called or baking show i don't know it it's on like you're making this it's on up. netflix <laughs> the first season it's amazing me and my wife have been like watching the shit out of it <laughs> oh sorry as an aside keep going <laughs> all right so but uh so so kickstarter what Walk us through like the Kickstarter, the reaction to the Kickstarter, and how, what you guys were feeling about before it, during it, after it. 
I'm also curious if there was a moment during it where like it suddenly became clear that this was going to succeed, or what was the moment that it became clear? But yeah, start from the top. Uh, I I think yeah to start to start. uh, I I mean I think the like the seed of the idea felt right. Yeah, that was like that that felt good. Like we I mean we came from making. Uh, you know, Double Dragon Neon, Blood, a boy, a Blood Rain Blob, Betrayal, um, oh, wow. oh, yeah, Blood the, the Batman uh, game Contra 4. Oh. It's all these games that felt like 2D NES games, essentially. Right. And to go to say, hey, we're going to make an NES game, we're going to make a new IP, it felt like something that would work. It mm-hmm. felt like something, like, everyone's always craving like the a new Nintendo IP, right? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. said, like, We'll be, make we'll be that. Yeah. We'll, we'll be and, the ones that do it. And to make something that was like sort of like a Mega Man. Right? Oh, right, right. Like, and like then Mega Man, Mega Man got 10. canceled like like in January. That's that's Mega Man Legends three we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so that was the. It felt like it was basically the end of Mega Man. You know, if it, you people thought Inafune maybe was leaving. Yeah. I mean, it more right. or, more or less was the end of Mega yeah. Man. I mean, like, right. this is great timing. And, yeah. and Mega Man 9 and 10 were just like so good. Like Especially Mega Man 9, I think all of us just looked at it and were like, this this game is incredible. The design is impeccable. Like, it's the best Mega Man since Mega Man 2. Shout and out it, to Inti Creates. Yeah, no right. kidding. Yeah, I mean, amazing. yeah, so good. It was just so good. I mean, I still remember playing that thing on, on WiiWare. Mm, and, that's right. And, and going yes. for the times and being on the, you know in the top twenty in the leaderboards or whatever, and oh, then just nice. like oh god, it was just so it was just so addictive to to, yeah. to keep playing those levels. It was just I mean the design of that game was just so good. It was just so good. I just wanted to see more. You know? <laughs> right. So you guys are like, all right, that, this is yeah. Good, so in good terms of, yeah, in, in terms of timing and what we were making, we felt confident for that. But in terms of I mean, we we made games. We made games, and we felt like we were a team that could make a great game. But we we didn't do any of the business stuff. We didn't do any of the marketing stuff. So going on to Kickstarter, right, just felt like who knows what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, you were like, I mean, was it like over under? I mean, somewhere where you guys like, oh, this this is going to work. Like we're asking and, for, I mean, safe enough money. Like we're going to be fine. I think when we put together the demo of Shovel Knight that we showed off at PAX, I was like, okay, this is like, that this is actually pretty, moment. it's like pretty That's, fucking yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, we were enjoying ourselves just right. playing the I game. I mean, the crazy thing about it was we, I mean, we put the, like, together the Kickstarter, right? But we were always building towards this demo. That was the mm. thing. We were like, we wanted to go to PAX. We wanted to show the demo. And that was the moment we thought it would be successful. That was the, the King's right. Knight stage yeah, demo? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great demo. The first time I saw that was uh, it was a great demo. Um, uh, shit, what's his name? Enb Streamer. E-N-B. Oh, Epic Name Bro. Epic Name Bro. Right. Yeah. Released oh, yeah. the video yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And sure. th- that's actually when I first heard about the game. And like, as soon as I watched that video, I was like, "Oh, going over to the Kickstarter <laughs> and put in money." Because like, I was like, "Yes, th- these guys like obviously get it." I'm a huge Mega Man fan. A lot. I like. I, you guys seem to like nine and ten. I was a little iffy on them, but I felt like Shovel Knight really got, really, really got it. You know, like it felt like the gameplay was tight and everything and all that stuff. And that's kind of like when I, when, when I knew that it was. Gonna be <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when we knew too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we put. I mean, we 
we were just wor- we were just cramming trying to get this demo ready because right. we bo- and, we booked the tickets to PAX. Right. We said <laughs> we're gonna go, uh, you know, we're gonna go during deadline. the campaign, right? Right. Yeah. And we and we we thought we weren't gonna make it. We right. really thought we weren't gonna get this demo together. We said we said, hey, we're gonna maybe we're gonna just show up. We're gonna <laughs> have Super Mario sixty four and a TV. And be like, hey, we're the guys from the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, like, come play, play Super Mario sixty four and just hang out and we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we put that together and. Like when, I mean, once that was there, and when, especially having people play it, it just felt like, how could this not work? Out? The, yeah, the the, the reaction reaction. at PAX was just so positive, and I, I just remember yeah. people coming up and playing. I and mean, just really like really loving. Yeah, it, I mean, know? we had longer lines than any other game there. I, we That's were put, awesome. we, we were like put put on the aisle, and people. Were, and it was re- I mean, it was amazing. It, it just yeah. everything worked out. Yeah, there. in this mm-hmm. tiny in like a tiny little like ten foot by ten foot booth, and like you know, I, I remember it's like we cut out a shovel knight out of like cardboard that we stuck up there, <laughs> nice. and like we had yeah we had you banners still have made. That cardboard uh, no. No, no. Somewhere? In fact, we gave it to we gave it to the uh, kid who was like, you know, like a, a young like adolescent kind of kid, and he he had beaten the game in the quickest amount of time because we had a timer there. Oh, so, nice. so, oh that's right. Nice. By the way, which by the way, we put in the day before. Right. Oh, really. Yeah. Oh, wow. so I re- no, I remember you doing that. Yeah, like in the hotel. In the room, hotel room. Sitting. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on the bed, putting wow. in that timer. Yeah. I was, yeah. And I, had, I had just recently, I think I had just recently watched uh, Indie Game the movie where like the, he's doing uh, Fez the day before. Oh, like, yeah. oh, this is a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't do <laughs> it. No psychotic yeah. episodes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That kid who's uh, his his name is Jared. He ended up coming and he's come to like every PAX every year and, oh, wow. and, and keeps coming up and it's like I see him getting taller and taller <laughs> oh, that's and, yeah, and coming yeah and just like kind so of he's like a little Patrick generation of yeah. Shovel Knights um, so but you mentioned you didn't think you were going to make it so was it a lot of like late nights not sleeping to get to that to get that demo oh done, yeah, yeah yeah I mean 24 yeah. 7 really just yeah. but yeah. It, it was a short amount of time though it's not like we were crunching for four months because we didn't have four months right, right. like like, how, like we probably put that we, we started we in January the, and the demo was in March yeah oh okay yeah, wow. we, it was such a short amount of time. Wow, that is yeah. that is amazing. I mean, it was really just getting the nuts and bolts of the game and the gameplay like up and running, right. and just getting something playable, getting the boss in there, getting the enemies in there, mm-hmm. getting the effects in there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just such it was such a tiny amount of time. But we just had a small enough vertical slice, I think, that you could get you could mm-hmm. get a sense of what the game was going to be like. Even totally. though right. when you go back and play that demo, there are so many systems and things that aren't in place right. that, that are currently in place. Right, but the, the feel that controls like i feel were in place i feel like you kind of got the core the most important part pretty much down pat from day one you know like yeah the levels the level layout changed a little bit and and different elements of the game were added and stuff but like the feel was just like right on point from day one which yeah you had some polish in there too i mean it felt there there were some things i remember from the epic name bro video as Mm -hmm. well like seeing and being like i can't remember if it was a if it was a secret or if it was him showing two different ways of doing something or something like that, but I was like, "Wow, this this actually already has like a lot of polish to it for like a for like a little first demo thing." Yeah. Um, but so so you guys come out of packs, you're feeling really good. We were feeling good, but the Kickstarter isn't doing so hot oh, at that okay. point. Really, we're, right. we're maybe half funded. Yeah, we were only half. And funded. we're still worried. We thought, "Oh, everyone's playing the game. They're gonna 
go home and donate mm. immediately. Like they played it, they liked right. it a lot. They're gonna tell everyone, and it, it didn't really happen. Huh. Right, like we were. It was like we were there, like like the like at Las Vegas, where you have those those guys that are handing out cards, right? And we, we right. had like big stacks of cards. Back the Kickstarter, back the Kickstarter. Mm. We were handing them out to everybody, but right. yeah, we didn't see as big of a bump as we were hoping we would see just from the you know just from packs. Right. It's it's hard. Like the Kickstarters, the start and the end really define usually kickstarters and in the middle i mean you can run around crazy with your pants off in the middle and it's hard to get up up any kind of bump besides doing crazy things about like even announcing other platforms and doing other things that long term can really hurt you really is hard to to see a significant bump yeah so the the thing that happened at pax was that was probably the most useful was we met other indie developers like Delvishrop, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, "We kept asking them, well, wh- you know, what was the big thing that made it work?" And no one really said this, but the thing that seemed to be the common theme was everyone said YouTubers and Twitch streamers, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, were a big thing for us. Yeah, get the word out. So when at we, that time, it's not. I mean, now that's more conventional wisdom, but again, yeah. even just. Couple two, years three ago, years yeah. ago, that's right. like, oh, really? Yeah, so okay. it's funny you mentioned Epic Name, bro, because like that was one of the big things. So we just yeah. we basically went through uh, all of the YouTubers and said like, who are the people that would make sense to this game? Who yeah. would talk about it in the right way? Mm-hmm. In a right. way that would make the people that watch these channels get excited about it, right? right. Which is what they tell you to do now. It's not just carpet bomb everybody. It's right. actually find well, the, I mean, the, the, people that you know that it makes sense for them to talk. Yeah, about. that's mm-hmm. what we did at the beginning. We we carpet bombed everyone. We sent <laughs> yeah. like four hundred emails, and nothing really stuck. Yeah. Right. The wow. only thing that did st- stick a little bit is that we uh, we sent an email to Colin Moriarty specifically From at IGN, IGN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he had reviewed. Blood Rain Betrayal. Oh, yeah. And Blood Rain Betrayal got nines and twos across the board. Yeah. And he was one of the people that yeah. loved it. Yeah. Okay. And then we, we were like, oh, like let's learn more about him. And we saw that he actually wrote Game Facts for all NES, you know, Mega Man. Oh, he wrote wow. the, the boss facts. Wow. Yeah, boss facts. So it's like Mega, right. Man, Mega Man 1, boss fact. Mega Man so, 2, boss fact. Yeah. So we're like, if anyone's going to talk about wow. this game. That was like the big light bulb. Right. It's yeah. going to be Colin Moriarty, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's... And that, and essentially, when he was the only one that really started talking about it, that's when we figured I remember out. That. That's when we figured out we have to go after the people that know how to talk about it. The, right way. Yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that would love the kind of game that we wanted to make. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think so. That and essentially, once those YouTubers and Twitch streamers started putting it up, that's when we knew it was going well. Because, I mean, you could see the huge bums. Right. Like you could what, see... Like the Game Grumps video. You know, oh, like right, when, when yeah. that went up, our, that like we started doing, we started doing like days. You know, it's like you measure everything in Kickstarter by days, right? Right. right. Yep. It's like we would start doing like $50,000 days for a couple of days. It was like, right. oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And, and, like and so not incredible. only that, but then it's like, I don't know, it's... Everyone started picking it up, right? Right. Everyone they picked it up, then others snowballs, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It sort of caught on fire at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then, so then you guys, you guys clear the Kickstarter. You come out of it feeling really good. Now you have to actually make, you know, the whole game, the whole rest of the game. (laughs) Did you? Did you know then? Like, did you have? Here's how much money we got from Kickstarter. Here's the budget. This is not. We're not like rolling in money. It's not like we're not going to have to rely on. Our savings and other things, because you guys did a a, a very a transparent blog post after the fact, talking about here's how much it cost, here's how much the Kickstarter, here's how all the money bo- broke down. Right, and it was not like oh, even after the Kickstarter, 
we're fucking rolling in it. Nobody has to think about money mm-hmm. for the rest of production. Did you know that then, or was that something that only later, when you saw the eventual real schedule that you knew was going to be? Well, we, I, we went for maybe, I would say we went for a couple months where we said, oh, everything's going to be fine <laughs> and dandy. You were drinking champagne. Right. We didn't, we, we, yeah, we, we, we knew we wouldn't be rolling it, but we thought, like, we could make it to the end of this game yeah. without working too hard, without work, you know, working normal hours. Uh, right. We thought it would be, you know, we'd live on ramen, but it would be, like, higher quality ramen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of budgeted it out over, over a certain amount of months. And yeah. we said, okay, we've got this many months, and that's how long it's going to take. We'll each take a, you know, we'll each take this amount of money every, every month just to keep us going. And right. by the end of it, then we'll be able to put it out kind of no, no problem. Yeah. Right? And maybe after two or three months we said this isn't going to work yeah we're on the low quality ramen yeah. where we had to work 24 7 uh i mean there was just no way we 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 i we figured it out i mean pretty quickly that yeah okay we if we wanted to make a game that would live up to expectations right we had to work our asses off yeah and we knew i mean we knew that we couldn't just put a game out like uh, uh, you know we'd worked in work for hire for so long that it's like you put the game out that was what the what the publisher had asked for right right but not necessarily going above and beyond and like we always tried to go above and beyond but you know sometimes it's like they wouldn't they wouldn't even let us right 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 we we knew that with this one we couldn't put out a game that was a seven or you know or even like a 7.5 we had to make something great or else it wouldn't or else it wouldn't ever yeah yeah, right it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah i mean you want to keep doing this too right Right. so that's your legacy now it's just your name on it as nobody else's but it seems like also an interesting harder thing for there's nobody telling you game has to be done by mm. X date, no matter what, which sounds like a great thing, but also seems like it could be a really bad thing because at some right. point, right, no game is ever going to be perfect. At some point, you're going to have to ship with things where you're like, well, if we had more time, I would do this. But was was finding that line difficult <clears throat> for you guys now that when the you, ramen runs out, right. <laughs> and they yeah. had a stack of ramen, and then, then you know, yeah, exactly. Now that you were the ones defining when that was, and not some arbitrary, you know, outside publisher kind of thing. Well, that's, I mean, that's what ended up happening, right? Like we got all the way through the game production, and we were supposed to release on March thirty first. Right? Remember that? I, I remember that, I mean, right. that was when we said this is when the money is going. The to money's going to be gone, so, so it we has have to. to be we, ha- ah. we announced the release date, like you know, put the gun to our heads because we're going to finish it because we mm-hmm. have. To, right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it's still. I mean, March rolled around, and it just wasn't to the level of quality that we that we wanted. And so, at that point, we said, "What was missing at that point? Like, what was the biggest the, the back the back half of the game? The really, back half yeah. of the game was really weak. Like, the tower stages were not very good. The economy wasn't really balanced. I mean, it was just it, it was it was okay. It just wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really super done. First but, half felt." Pretty polished. I think and that, I think yeah, like up to, the, was, up to the first like four or five stages was yeah. like really really solid. But it's kind of like we worked on it from like almost like chronologically, like yeah. the way uh, the way okay. through the game. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so the back half of it just wasn't as good. Uh, so you didn't do the thing where you make the last stage, you make the first stage last. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I've never done that, and uh, I've always heard that yeah, a million I don't, I don't times. And I, I thought like, does that. anyone really how do? Can that? How can you can't do that? Yeah, because it's so bad. You've got to reinforce all the mechanics that you've learned up until then in the last stage. So 
how could you possibly know what the last stage is going to be until right, you finish right, it? Right. Else? Well, and that's like, how can you design the entire game first, right? Right. Well, no, the, well, but the, what, the, what it is, right, it's they're saying do the first stage last, right? That's what you're, that's what we're talking well, about. Well, and we kind of, and well, you know what, we, we kind of ended up doing the, the first stage last, or, or we, we iterated on the first stage last. Like, okay. Like, because you know what's those... fun at that point. And you and you know like what you need to teach the player exactly what we need to teach that was the big thing right it's like okay we need to teach the the down thrust and how that's going right. to work where we have all these checkpoints and how are we going to show people how the checkpoint breaking Who, system so the checkpoint, works and the all the checkpoint that. breaking thing do, do you guys that because I think that's one of the the most uh, it's pretty brilliant yeah mm. I, I think that was one of the most like relevatory parts of the game and I think a lot of things that people still really talk about so. What I'm talking about for people who, who haven't played the game or maybe aren't as familiar with it is you have the option of you know going past a checkpoint and then that's your new save point partway through the stage, or you can break it for a reward basically, like to get, to keep it high level. Um, but like, where did that kind of idea come out of? Uh, I mean, I, I I don't. It'd be very hard to attribute it to anyone. It's not a single person. I mean, not, not I mean, yeah, yeah. one person, but, but like, do you, do you well, remember? At first, like, yeah. at first, it was like a plinth that you would stand on, and it had a number on it. So it was like it would say 500 on, on, the, on like a big stone thing. And then you would jump on it, and the stone would lower like uh, down, uh-huh. until, down until it got down to the same level as the floor. And then 500 gold would be deducted from your gold total. Oh, interesting. And then you wow. would get the checkpoint. Oh, so, so it worked the other way. It was the, it was other, the other way, right? Yeah. But, the, but it ended up punishing players because players would, if you didn't have the money for it, then you would just end up getting screwed, yeah. right? And yeah, it was right. just really Basically, frustrating. This, this all came from, we had made a lot of hard games in the past. Way too mm-hmm. hard games. Way too hard games. Yeah. And NES games. Everyone, when we were at PAX, the funny thing is everyone came up to us and said, oh, I love NES games, I love NES games, but this isn't going to be an NES hard game. Ah, right? uh, right. interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like, don't make it any as hard. Uh, so we, we were like, uh, we don't know what to do. We can only make hard games. It's going to be impossible. Yeah. We spent a lot of time during the Shovel Knight development thinking, like, how can we make this more more accessible for players? How can we make it easier for people to play? Uh, and and that was like, yeah. But at I mean, the same was, time, so, not ruin it for the people. Right. Exactly. And the thing that was most clear to us for that was checkpoints. Because in Mega Man, there's only one check, or there's two checkpoints, I guess. Right. There's one the main door. checkpoint uh, in the middle of the level, and, and no one can make it to that checkpoint. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so we so we started putting in a lot of checkpoints, and we said, "Hey, this doesn't work." Right. We have so right. We have seven checkpoints in a level, and it doesn't even matter because you could just go this tiny little section, and then you'll be right back to right. life. And again. the and the other simultaneous problem we had was we had all this gold, and we thought. What do we do with the gold? <laughs> right, we we want to we incentivize. We wanted to be, uh, you know, we were playing games where we felt like it, you weren't using the currency you got in the game. Right, right. like, like it in, wasn't valuable to pick up in the right, first place. Right, right. right. Like, like in a Zelda, you know, how many times have you played like a Link to the Past or whatever, and you get to that, and you get to your rupee limit, and it's like, well, shit, everything I pick up after that yeah, is just, like, there, right. just yeah. useless yep. to me. So yep. we, we wanted it to have a value, and we wanted people to still go for the gold every single time, but we weren't quite sure how to do that. So we kept... Every time that we had a design problem, we kept thinking, "Well, how can we use gold like right. to solve this?" Mm-hmm. Right? So, so yeah. that was why you paid for checkpoints, right? Right, yes. right. So it solved the problem of checkpoints, and it solved the problem of uh, using the gold. And then we said, "Oh, this is punishing people too much," and that, and basically that's when we flipped it. Yeah, I remember. I remember thinking. 
we we had the idea uh and i said and, and I was talking to you, I was like, dude, we had a really good idea to you. And I was like, yeah, how about if instead of if instead of jumping on the checkpoint and it deducts your gold, how about if you pay the gold for the checkpoint? And you're like, oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when I knew, yeah. <laughs> so what about the, like, you dying and it leaving your gold behind was that is that a dark souls that's like a straight i mean that's yeah. a straight, straight up dark, dark souls, souls. Okay. rip off yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean we were playing i mean that was a good example of where the currency in the game felt really valuable and encouraged you to keep playing it right it's too hard but you want to keep playing Absolutely. it so you get back mm. to that yep. spot you were right uh, and we just thought that's that's what we have to do right yeah mm. originally it was it was half your gold but that ended up just being too crazy, and so we ended up going down to a quarter of your gold. So even that had like a little bit of iteration on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and they used to—I mean, they used to fly everywhere. They yeah, used to yeah. Land on the ground, as, right. you know, like Zelda Two style. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So and then when that so that March thirty first date comes, you're like, okay, it's not going to make it. Now you have to define a new date. Now you're off the the teat. As it were, yeah, and yeah. Now, are you like calling your parents, asking for money, or like what's going well, on at that point? It's like we knew we we kind of knew everything that you're we had to good do. Feeling good about the game, I'm yes. guessing. Yeah, in yeah, general, you're really like, good yeah. About this the is going to be a success. It's just a matter of like right. making good on our investment. We've already invested this much. We're, you're not yeah. worried at this point. It's right. just we, like making ends meet, right. more or less. I, exactly. It's okay. like we knew we had to do like X, Y, and Z. Like we could almost take everything that we wanted to do and put it into a list, mm-hmm. right? And so we're like, okay, here's the list. <laughs> How long is this going to take? And we're like, mm. okay, it's going to take three extra months. And where's that money going to come from? I mean, I, it's like I know everyone personally, everyone's financial situation at the yacht club was a little bit different. But yeah. I remember during the development, I've told this story a couple of times. It's like after, jeez, oh, I think it was Indiecade. I came back from Indiecade and I needed coffee creamer, and so I stopped at the gas station and I and I tried to buy the coffee creamer, and they said, "No, your card, you know, your card oh, is no. declined. Your debit <laughs> they, card is declined." Did they but, cut it? Oh, wow. funny? No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Cut your debit card. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah. so embarrassing, right? So I took out my credit card and I put my credit card down, and they scanned it and they said, "I'm sorry, your your credit card is also declined." Oh, oh wow. my god! So I had to go. So I had to walk out of the Seven Eleven in shame with no coffee. <laughs> with no coffee creamer and that's like yeah that was like the lowest point at least financially but it's like we we knew that we had we knew that the game itself was at least going to be something that we were going to be happy with regardless of what you know the sales were going to be or anything like that right right well right. and we had some idea that it would be successful too i mean we had done some research uh, that showed you know you usually typically a game sells two to four times what it sells in its pre-orders right in mm. the f- first uh, I want to say first month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we knew we did. We had fifteen thousand backers on Kickstarter. So that means Those are we'll your sell sure. thirty to sixty thousand copies, which seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we thought, you know, if it's anywhere close to being true, we'll be fine when the game right. comes out. Okay. And, and if we sell like a hundred, gotta get to that line basically. Right. right. Yeah. And if we sold like one hundred fifty thousand copies, I remember that being like our goal. It's yeah. like that's like our pie in the sky. If we sell one hundred fifty thousand copies of this game, yeah. we're gold. We'll be able to go for a little bit longer, and we'll be able to put another game out, and we'll be able to be successful enough that we can mm. continue the company going, kind of in the form that it already had. That's cool. Then, so, yeah. so when did it become clear how? soon did it become clear that you were going to not only make that 150 mark but but you know prevent pretty much blow it away like very quickly after i mean i i think very quickly i mean we we sold a a 
good amount on the first day, and are you all sitting there just like? F five, F five, yeah, yeah. Well, we, I mean, it was weird because we didn't even know how to even get sales numbers, right? Yeah. So right. we're sort of there on the first day, like looking at the eShop. It's oh, it's got like this many ratings. <laughs> right, right. How many does like Mario <laughs> have? Right, right, right. How many yeah. does like this have? Yeah, yeah. Right, and we're yes. like, oh no, this could be like either terrible or really great because uh, they're it's totally inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, right. So and then I mean, we got the first day sales numbers, which I think were something like fifteen. Right, it was like between 18. fifteen and twenty thousand. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, and that, I, remember, I remember thinking about indie game the movie. Right at that, that point, being point. like, like they saw, they're like, oh my god, we sold twenty thousand the first day. We did it. You know, yeah, right, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, all right, maybe we did <laughs> right. it too. Yeah, maybe yeah, we yeah. did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty fast. And then you know, by the first month, we had sold one hundred eighty thousand. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it was. It was crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. And then at that point, you still had other platforms to come out on, and right. you still knew you had like a, a bright future. So we we will have to skip ahead here a little bit because normally, I mean, we could talk about this. For, yeah, I could talk about this for a very long time and walk through all of it. But <clears throat> but so talking about recently, so you have Plague of Shadows expansion. So kind of that's an interesting thing because you have a new playable character. So you're kind of you have the levels. Are more or less structured, but you're making a new game almost within the same boundaries of the old game. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the first thing that I would say is like we got a little carried away with Plague of Shadows, right? Like we wanted to make a game that mm-hmm. had totally new mobility and that had kind of different story and different characters, and it, it was like a new gameplay experience that was different from Shovel Knight. We we wanted to do something different than like like the Mega Man X4 kind of like X campaign and Zero campaign, but it's like very very. It was the like same. Shovel Knight Gaiden. Right, yeah, yeah, like a 1.5 sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. right? And so, I, I mean, we promised with our Kickstarter backers that we would do a new campaign with a new character, and at that point, we didn't even really know, like, what we were promising. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, it'll be like, maybe it'll be like Mega Man Powered Up, where you have, uh, like, the Gutsman campaign, but right. he, he has different mobility, but everything else is, like, exactly the same. The same. Right. right. But as we kind of went, it just sort of, we iterated on it and iterated on it, and at that point, since we had sold enough copies of the game, we had a little bit more padding so we could kind of make the thing that we thought would be the best gameplay wise Uh, and that's what plague of shadows kind of ended up being right yeah right i I have a quick question so the 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 (coughs) movement in plague of shadows is like really kind of like you're like going fast and jumping all over the place were you guys thinking about speed running when you were making that game like you're like this game is gonna be great for speed running or did that just come afterwards that's not it it isn't something that leads it i would say but it is something we are always thinking about in the the back of our minds we like even with the original shovel knight we were trying to take we were trying to like take care of the speed running community well i mean kind of like how i was saying before like just running the magma man stage over and over again and trying to get up into the top 20 in we wear it was like something that was like it was just so much fun to do that we wanted to make something that we could we could have like a similar community right. yeah and plague of shadows is being played at agdq awesome yeah games. that's yeah, right yeah. They're doing, i think they're, this doing, weekend, they're right? doing a new game plus run right nice it's wow. like, yeah. and it's a low percentage which is like i mean i can't even <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> super like, cool so yeah, crazy I definitely yeah. excited for that yeah, yeah so i wanted to i wanted to bring up because the question that i asked you about that i wanted to talk about on the podcast uh sean earlier in the week was so when you're watching speedrunners <clears throat> play your game excuse me um where is the line or what is the balance between, okay, I mean, now that, you know, games, you're patching your game and things are changing, where is the line and what is the balance between, like, oh, 
you know, with bugs or with randomness or whatever, what is the balance between, oh, we fucked that up, people are not supposed to be able to do that, we should fix that, and, oh, that's a funny thing, a cool little neat thing that's in the game that only, you know, tiny percent of people are going to find. Is it is it just how hard it is to execute, or is it... Are there certain things you're more embarrassed about and things that you're, like, proud of? Or, like, where's the line and what you fix and what you leave in as, like, an mm. interesting kind of thing? Right. I, I mean, I think most of the exploits that speedrunners have found have been, like, totally fine, even if they screw the game up a little bit. But when, like, when things happen where, like, the screen transitions get messed up or it really looks like the game is broken, mm. okay. you uh. know, it's like... Well, I, even that, I mean, we've... We've, we didn't fix that. We didn't fix that. I would say it's more about... If it's going to ruin it for other players, like a normal, mm. just like a normal uh, player playing it through the game, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we want to make sure everyone that plays it has fun, and whether that be the speedrunner or you know the normal person playing it. So if right. it's a so point, if a speedrunner is pointing out a bug that you think could affect a normal player, then that's when you might take. We, we might right. consider fixing something like right. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, talking about uh, then the future. So what's What's next now? What's what are you guys working on now, and what are you working on next? Let's talk uh, about Shovel Knight first. What's next for the world? Of- well, the most immediate thing is that the amiibo comes out. Yes, right. Yeah. Like, as we're like speaking, tomorrow. As we're speaking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which congrats on that. I know yeah. that's a long Thank you. road. <laughs> yeah. has been, yeah, that you guys long. have walked to make it there, yeah. but it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're really excited about the content that's in there too. So, and, talk right. a little bit about that for people who might not have, have heard about it, or what, what 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 happens with the with the amiibo. What does that allow you to? Uh, so on um, uh, the 3DS and Wii U, essentially unlocks more challenge stages. It uh, and it lets you use what we call Custom Night, which is uh, you you put it down, you pop it down, and uh, you start from the beginning, and you start as the gold that you pick up levels up Shovel Knight, and as he every level he gains, he gets a new ability. Um, so there's, it's basically like the original game, but you get a ton more abilities, a right. ton more customization right. options. I mean, like, like the visuals are totally different. Like there are new costumes. There are like 50 different colors that you can change to. Mm-hmm. There are new relics that you never had in the original campaign. And, and so it's like, it's, cool. it's going through the original campaign, but it's this, it's like a whole kind of different new way to play the game, like using the amiibo. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like. I don't know. It's almost like a new game plus sort of thing, but it's like at the same difficulty cool. level. And there's just a lot of cool stuff that's in there. Like a lot of, also a lot of like fun stuff or goofy stuff that we wanted to maybe put into the original game, but we never kind of had a chance to. Right, right. Yeah. And I know you guys are are proud of and uh, like the build. Like I haven't seen one. I saw the one in person at PAX, but I haven't like gotten to touch it and mm-hmm. hold it. But I mean, like the build quality of the amiibo itself is like is pretty good we, like we it's worked, one of the more oh, intricate yeah. ones we worked so like we've been working on that amiibo for so long it's funny that it's coming out now because it's right. like i feel like at this point it's like i've seen that amiibo so much <laughs> like i've right. seen it so much right because you, know? you guys like had to kind of learn the toy business in order to make this right i mean you're right. working in a totally yeah. new medium yeah i mean like all the yeah. merchandise that's kind of like sitting on the table and around us right now i mean like that's that was the seeds planted for making the amiibo it's like we already had partners that were maybe thinking about making shovel knight toys or mm-hmm. uh, right. you know we, and so by having a licensing and merchandising campaign already in place 
it really helped us a lot when it was like, hey, you know, when Nintendo approached us to make an amiibo, we had the ability to actually start to produce it. So did they approach you? Is that how it happened? Or did you guys approach them? Like, it what was, was sort the of, it was of sort of both. I mean, we... Anytime any, Nintendo announces anything, the first thing we do is say, "Hey, hey wouldn't it be cool? It? Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it be cool if Shovel Knight had this in it? Yeah. Or wouldn't it be cool yeah. if we so did X, Y, and Z together?" Are you guys like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool?" <laughs> yeah, if Shovel Knight sure, was right. of course. Wouldn't it be yeah, cool if you course. called it Shovel Knight NX? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got, what about so 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 we got uh, Amiibo now. Check it out, in America, Europe, all over. All over the yeah, fucking world. Yeah, yeah in January, um, yeah, January eighth is the is the U.S. and U.K. <coughs> release of the Amiibo. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's what's next? What what do we got um, working on? Yeah. So we're essentially working on finishing Shovel Knight completely. Everything done, we done. Everything <laughs> we promised from the Kickstarter. You have right? two more campaigns more to do, campaigns, right? Or, right. Yeah. Are you going to go as all out on those as you did in the first? Or I mean, you... we're we're going to go as all out as we can to have them all done this year. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. and we don't want to short like we don't want to short chain Specter Knight or King Knight because like we love those characters and we want those campaigns to be just as awesome as the other ones. Um, but like where where maybe Plague Knight was like a little bit story heavy or it had like kind of a, there was a lot of spaghetti with with Plague Knight and just like making it all kind of work. Mm-hmm. And with uh, with Specter Knight and King Knight, I think we're going to try to hone in and focus the experience a little bit more to make it something that uh that's a full complete experience but isn't just like such a crazy development time sink right, like how, right, we, how right. we already have you guys yeah. are like really really over delivered i think i gotta on. say yeah props Play to you guys so. for that because that's like you're getting basically like i mean i guess when all is said and done you're essentially going to have like almost four separate versions yeah and you're not selling them like pokemon like like shovel knight red shovel knight blue shovel <laughs> no. knight green shovel knight purple <laughs> oh, we, you yeah, we have, should. Yeah. maybe that's shovel knight too so what about shovel knight too speaking of shovel knight too shovel knight 64 i mean Shovel Knight 64. Yeah, yeah, more than yeah, we, yeah we, we're working. We're working oh our way God. there. That would we, be we would love. Awesome. Yeah, we want to do a 3D <laughs> game like that. Like that just has that like that purity of mobility the way that Mario 64 has. Mm. Uh, oh my God! I mean, like really? that's that's. I mean, awesome. that's like that's, yeah. like, that's my dream. A dream, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and just the I don't the. I don't, Something about Mario 64 is very, like, magical and yes. adventurous. Yes. And it's really different than, I think, any other 3D platformer. I agree. Sure, definitely. Like, very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I mean, I love, uh, what's the platonic, uh, the Kickstarter? Oh, like oh, uh, uh, the ukulele or whatever? Yeah, ukulele. Ukulele is very cool for being Banjo-Kazooie-esque. Which I was garbage. Which, I'm on the record. There I'm, are I'm no a, rare fans on this show. Banjo Kazooie <laughs> hater. Wow. Fucking throw eyeballs on everything. Yeah, I'm not associating you guys with this at all. This is purely a Mark McDonald opinion. But I've, I've, I'm established on the record. Those games are garbage. Wow. They are crap. I, I enjoyed the rare replay thing about how they came up with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that was actually I'm, I'm, I'm a hater. That was crazy. Things, I but, couldn't uh, believe how much how much wheel spinning happened between yeah no i know like the different iterations that had happened and, and yeah i was just i was looking at it just like, and stuff oh like that but yeah, but yeah, yeah but, I, I get what you're saying there are people that are saying like oh a cool 3d character action platform let's bring it back but 
nothing so far that has like scratched well, that Mario uh, 64 yeah, and when, itch. Uh, what are they? Do they call them collecta? Collect- collectathon. Collectathon. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, I mean, sure. when I saw that on the page, I said, "Hey, th- this isn't Super Mario 64 because right. that's not a collectathon. Right. It's, it's not so a funny. Right. Like, at all. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny that it's such an afterthought to me in Mario 64. The, the getting coin stars or right. the 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 different ways that you're getting the stars. It never seemed to me like that. That was the actual objective. Whereas, isn't again in Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> there's a fucking puzzle well, piece sixty out of seventy five. That's the sure sign, though, of a, of a of a like a I don't want to call it homage because that's almost too much credit, but like a copy that misses the point, though, right? That like mm-hmm. sees it for its surface and not for its. The heart, really you difficult know? part that you don't even notice, right. but is actually yeah. the most difficult part is that in Mario sixty four, you really ostensibly you are going after stars but yeah, you don't that's even not think the point, of it that exactly. way yeah. ever right. I mean yeah Mario 64 has a means to an end yeah, yeah. Mario 64 like, is like, like playing like, on the playground it's, yeah, exactly. it's like exactly. the yeah. joy of movement yeah, you know? yeah. And, yeah. and that's what that's what I want to do like but more you, than anything wow that yeah. that would be awesome as, as a down the line yeah. <laughs> yeah but you guys must struggle with the I mean I, I played Game Dev Story I have some idea like you struggle with like making <laughs> a dir- you want to make a direct sequel to a beloved franchise that has blown up and become your thing but at the same time you probably as creators want to do original stuff too but like wh- yeah. what you know how do you balance that like how do you actually do, do you because you obviously can't do everything you guys are a small team right. and you're a very creative team like you know how do you balance that desire to make new things versus the desire to feed your existing fan base? I, I mean, I'd say at this point, we haven't even really gotten to think about it because we're so busy just working on the first Shovel Knight and trying to get it all done. Right, right. But yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, as much as we would love to, I mean, we'd be we'd be silly not to make a Shovel Knight 2 or a Shovel Knight 64, you know, whatever whatever next Shovel Knight yeah, game well, is going to be. Yeah, well, and it's not even about feeding the fan base, too. It's... That's, it's like we, we want to do make. Like I want to do. I want to do a shovel knight too. Yeah. Like I mean, something that's like we built it as a franchise, right? Right. We, yeah. we built it that way, and we, we the the fun the interesting thing to us is how do we actually execute it on it? Now, sure. Right. right. Yeah. Because do you do your Mario two where it's? Like, I was going right, to say as we thought that about that. Think about yes. all the Do you time. do your Mario three where it's right. just a ref- well, refining? Or do you do lot? What I would say is the logical next step is now you go Super Nintendo, right? Now you do your Mode seven sixteen bit you know your act razor right. shovel knight basically sure. right? right and what yeah. i mean what's funny about all those all these franchises from the nes days is they all had those like struggling games that were second and then they all had they all had the, right. the link to the past great games and they the, returned to that's right form. But, or the you know they had the thing that established it as right. a series absolutely right? Yeah. Right, right right and that's I mean, I mean i think that's the interest, interesting piece of it is what do you find that what is the part that what, makes it the Shovel Knight right. series? So what Shovel Knight is, 2 right. is going to be like Nobunaga's ambition. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. yeah. Well, it's I mean, there's the also the RPG element. Don't play it too safe. You guys can't. I mean, I know, I know you guys won't. But my my thing is, I'm I I always look back at what we're talking about and say, like, you know, back in those Nintendo days, it seemed like after the second game of all of those series, it just seemed like anything was possible. It just seemed like right. this right. the series was like a collection of ideas, and those second games fit in the mold, but they were different and exciting. Mark and I are very big fans of Zelda 2. I'll just say. Oh, so yeah. We're, I mean, we're, that's, that's, what, that's what Shovel Knight came from. from. Yeah. 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 You guys are too. Yeah. Mario 2 as well, and yeah. Yeah, to some extent like Simon's Quest, and I like these games that did a yeah. weird, interesting thing. And, like, and then they came back to the more safe thing which were also great games in the third yeah. mm. and then in some of them like Mario in the fourth I think really 
took it up to the next level. But then I feel like a lot of them fall into a safe thing where it's like, okay, well, this is what the game is, right? And I think that's what the 3D Zeldas kind of fell into more recently. Yeah, which yeah. is like, here's the formula. This is what people want from it. So we're just going to give right. people what they want. Well, the, yeah, but self, it's the self, Steve Jobs thing of giving people what they don't know that they, they want. want exactly. That they don't, yeah. Well, I think there's also the opposite, too. Like, I mean, the closest relative to Shovel Knight is Mega Man. And Mega yeah. Man 1 was like the proof of concept. It's a good game. But it wasn't until Mega Man 2 where it was just like they pulled out all the You're stuff. You're right. Some True. But I think Shovel shit. Knight did their Mega Man 2 in Shovel Knight. Was, not to, not to talk about that, it right in front yeah, of you yeah. guys, but I feel like <laughs> okay. I feel like what I don't want to see happen, and I love Mega Man 2, but I don't want to see, because Mega Man got tired fast. Sure. Be, because they basically shoveled a new one. Shoveled. They shoveled a new one out every year. So <laughs> right. I would like to see Shovel Knight evolve on a faster scale than Mega Man. You know what I mean? Like right. I wouldn't want to see five Shovel it's Knights like Shovel Knight 1. Anyway, no matter right. what. Like, but in I mean, a sense, you, you're, the... you could kind of say you're you're not. Uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I mean in a sense, you're, you're by, kind of by doing the DLC, you're the kind DLC. of doing your Mega Man two and your Mega Very Man three right so, now. Yeah, I yeah. would say, yeah, like the the new character campaigns, I think are some are, are a place where we feel like we can experiment a little bit, kind mm-hmm. of do something like a little weird before we come to Shovel Knight two, kind of whatever form that's going to take. Right. But yeah, I mean the exact things that you guys are saying. It's like the Castlevania two, uh, the Zelda two. Yeah. Uh, it's like the just the kind of like the weirdo standout games, but also <laughs> those games that brought so much so much cool stuff to the table before the third game kind of established like here's what the franchise right. is right 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 right, right. Um, yeah. yeah yeah but but in the same way like we've also thought to ourselves well yeah maybe we did make like we made like the Mario 3 first right yeah. right. right and so it's like we right. had like we have the world map like we kind of have like the bells and whistles what it, you know kind of where are we going to take it next i right. think that's that's the interesting question that we're going to have to answer More when we like try a, to make a like, new game like a monster world style <laughs> 2d scrolling rpg right yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what you want <laughs> FMV with real actors Rambo was a shitty game but had some good ideas just saying just think about it think about Rambo alright well we should we should wrap this part up here we could talk to you guys for forever about this and hopefully we will talk again I have a feeling we will but for now why don't we take a break and when we come back we have a few little bits of news to hit so little bits little bits Little bits of big news. Little bits. And we are back with JJ. The, the news. first news. I feel it's we have a jingle man here. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Can you give us a news jingle because JJ does a horrible one. What I do great <laughs> news jingles all the time. All the so time. Like beep, 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 beep. see a rational news, person news, would make that the news. news yes, radio. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. Good enough. See JJ, you never hit on the. I do. I do that once, but like doing that every week is it's boring. I want to. I want to go on Classic. That makes it classic. Yeah. Repetition. Right. Well, yeah. um, the big news. Let's just start off this while I okay. spin the news pronounce around thirty times. Uh, because this just happened most recently. This morning is the uh, Oculus Rift has a price tag. Do you guys know about this? 
Did you hear I about did. this? I heard What's about the Rift? I, I don't know. It is a guess what the price tag is of the Oculus Rift. Uh, 500 bucks. Uh, Almost. Close. That's actually not a bad guess. That was my guess beforehand. $600. Because they most recently yeah. had been saying that it was going to be more expensive and making noise about how it's going to be more mm. expensive. But yeah, they kind of warned. They kind of warned ahead of time that it was going of, to be pricey. But previous to that, uh, the uh, Oculus founder, I'm not sure what his title is now, if it's president, but Palmer Lucky basically had he said goofed. Um, that, that the $350 was, quote, in the ballpark. Really? Unquote. Yeah. Nice. And so he clarified that on a Reddit MM, uh, AMA basically saying that mm. he was clarifying in reaction to people talking about the $1,500 combined uh, price tag, which they also did talk about. I and see. they're saying that that is still the case, that right. if you need a PC that is uh, honestly capable and the, the headset that you can get both of them for $1,500 is not enough money to get this in a good No, you PC. know, Mark, you just got a, a new game, well, a new quote-unquote gaming PC less like a year ago, uh, and it's all right, and it was pretty much top of the line at the time, and even that is not really Rift, like, ready. Like, the, we, the, the video cards that you really? need, my, yeah. My, that Actually, we, I signed up we, for, uh, for a Rift uh, Alpha today, and your, your, like, video card and specs and everything were, like, halfway down the list. I was shocked. Yeah, the, I the video card that you need, like, the very l- lowest spec costs four hundred dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you saying you cannot make a nine hundred dollar PC with the? I mean, maybe if you already run? had a lot of parts. I mean, it, it'll run. It'll run. <laughs> if you had a hard drive, I just always have computer parts laying. Around. I mean, yeah. I die kind of Frankenstein my computers, so maybe. I I'm mean, sure maybe. it'll run, but you're if just you not like going to get monitor. the primo. Are you telling optimal. me I'm not going to be able to ta- play Lucky's Tale on launch day? Is that what you're saying? Is it really called Lucky's Tale? Can we talk about that? I've been talking about that on Twitter a lot. Like, am I the only one? Am I the only one who thinks that is like the worst possible? And no, I I, I should preface this: I know nothing about the game other than I've seen the screenshot. Chris Kohler seemed to like it. No, a lot of people, John Dre, Chris Kohler, have told me this game is really good. Yeah. I don't care how good it is, though. Do you want a 3D platformer to showcase your new Oculus Rift? No, I do not. No. You do not, you know, right? You know, because I we've talked about this, and I am, like, <laughs> shouting from the rooftops that, like, why are you showing me this game choice. from, like, 1997, 19... right? Yeah. It may like, as well be Croc. It may as well be Gex. Like, <laughs> makes no whatever. sense to me. <laughs> like, I understand oh, man, that, that's, that that's a safe thing, and there are people out there that have a skill set that was formed on those things, one of which is Jason Rubin, who mm. I, I don't even know if that had any effect on that game is it spelled the same way as palmer lucky no it's not it's not i looked okay Uh, and it is tail t-a-l-e okay sorry it's not just it just screams like it almost what we were talking about earlier it just screams like rare you know cutesy cartoon platformer well it screams safe and here's the thing though here's the thing like with the similar discussion Mm. that we had with knack at PS4 launch, right. they need like a Still good whatever they call kids. it in, in Hollywood, like a four quadrant game or whatever, right? <laughs> Basically, something that old people, like hey, your grandma is going to play, your kid is going to play. Maybe you're going to still play if you're a core gamer. But dude, this is like maybe the... you'll play if you're a casual gamer. But I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. You know, I know how I, know, I feel I know. about totally. this. Well, yeah, yeah. So I, just to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't you want one of your like main demos to kind of be a proof of concept? concept for a traditional style game like hey these kind of games also work in vr no, I think wouldn't that you want to be proving yes, that yes i think that that is an important part of of it i think however also okay. part of your duty as a first party is to show here is the game that could only be done with exactly the system, right? right here is the exactly. mario 64 that only uses the stick yeah. here is the and so 
I would leave it up to third parties personally mm-hmm. to make to make this style of game. And also, I think here's the problem: uh, there's no there's no standout like quote unquote killer app right now for right. The Oculus. So the six hundred dollars is expensive. Mm. I don't think it's impossible because it kind of has to be expensive at a certain point, right? And it's going to come down in price. It it just has to get out there. I'm Basically, not what they're yeah. saying, what the killer app is of the Oculus Rift is porn. If the porn, well, they're not saying that. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Oh, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. I mean, yeah, Mark, you're not wrong. <laughs> what, what? If the porn is good, if, <laughs> the, it, if the VR porn is good, and evidence works well points Oculus Rift to that it is. is does it? No. Well, I everybody mean, on Gap seems to be all about it. Really? Because yeah. I haven't. I have not. I have yet to experience the VR porn. But be careful, because you're kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of sullying. I think the the aspect of it that actually is important to us. I think you might be right from a mainstream perspective, but like. I don't give a shit if the porn is good. I but I oh, do no, give a us, shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. For us, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But for us to continue playing VR games, it has to be financially right. successful. It doesn't have to be that financially successful. It is Facebook. I think it, like they're yeah. gonna have deep pockets. But and it's yeah, exactly. It doesn't even need. I feel like with Facebook, it doesn't need to be as pricey as it is. But but well, that, they said uh, they're not making money I, on I it. Think, which the, well, it's okay. hard to believe. I think it's okay that it's this expensive, and I think it's, it's okay they, they don't have a killer app because it is this expensive. Right now, this is like a tinkerer's machine. Right. Like, people right. who have lots of money or people who want to fuck with it. Yeah, but that's like not what that's not what it should be for an official real release. Like, like I, I, I agree. I, mean, I have I the agree. D, I have the DK two now, and like that's the tinkerer's version. Right. Like, and I've played Alien Isolation in three D, mm-hmm. and I've and I've checked out all the free apps that are available, and I've done you know Elite Dangerous and all that. But right. I mean, what I, I want, what I was hoping for, is something that is like that you could put on anybody's face, just like Mario sixty four when the sixty came out and it's right. like wow this is an incredible crazy thing that could never be done I think on the anything te- else. I think the right. tech though for VR isn't there yet though for oh, that. Oh I don't know about no, the, tech the tech not tech being is there, there. The tech the, is the there. The design is not yeah, there. I think like I the... think PlayStation VR has a bigger opportunity. They have they still have an opportunity to pull the rug out from under Oculus to be the mainstream VR. Well this thing. is now I think a bigger even a bigger opportunity because even if mm. they come in at 400 and they I right. think they've come in saying that they're going to be about the cost of a console. Right. Even if they come in at 400 I was kind well, of remember surprised. the PS3 came out of five ninety nine. Right, right, yeah. Oh, well, that was the funniest thing about the reaction to this yeah. was like just giant enemy crab compact. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. four different people posted that in the gaff thread before they could possibly have <laughs> right. seen the other. So people compared it to the PS3 launch because it's like at a certain level, it doesn't matter how cool whatever you have is. If the price tag is not there, it's right. just not going to be yeah. there. But the problem is. What is their killer game? Like, there needs to be a fuck, I totally want that. And right now, the only right. thing that I can see and that people will not talk about uh, openly is porn. No, I think it's you're totally right. I mean, v- I think v- I, it's easy I for us as gamers to be focused in on how, like, games and VR interact. But VR is like, it's like a TV. It's right. a way to experience yeah. entertainment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but, but, it's, but it's not. I mean, if you, if, because if you buy the Oculus Rift, then what can you actually get on it? Nothing. Well, but I mean, there's, quickly, there's like, I think when, like, when it comes yeah. out, you'll be like Skyping. Because I mean, there are, there are experience. Sure, but, I mean, but is 3D Skype available? No, no, like, I mean, yeah, there's, you're right. there's no, not, I mean, there's, moment, yeah. yeah, I mean, it will not be you have to have it for this right. thing. But again, Sean, 
porn. <laughs> right. right. Porn. Okay. But okay. the reason well, that you buy it, say, and the okay. reason that you tell like, your wife or your girlfriend is like, oh, I, I'm going to Skype on it. I'm going to, like, you know, it's so much <laughs> they're have. They're going to have the porn version on. of Lucky's Sorry. Tale, and it's but, AIL. Yeah. What I was getting at, like, VR is also used for experiences. Like, you, one of the... Uh, one of the VR demos that I liked the most was you're like underwater and you're just swimming around looking right. at fish. Yeah. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's something that like it's but I you're, don't think you're gonna really like sell it on that, right? Like that's gonna be like once you have it what you show grandma, but like no one's gonna what? make grandma what? run out and buy it. I mean it? that stuff is no, cool. Porn, if it, right. if grandma wants porn. <laughs> grandma well, let's be honest. And like I, you're not wrong. What are we talking about? Think again? about DVDs, <laughs> think about VHS. That's what Por- so that's what I'm but, saying. Yeah. As a format, what's gonna make it take off it's going to be porn. You, How good the porn is, is and it's going to make this take off or not. I don't know. I think that's still an... I, well, you know, you could be right. I honestly don't know enough <laughs> about like that industry to know if you're actually right oh, or not. Don't but don't pretend. I, but I, no, no, I'm serious. I feel like... I mean, I know what I think I know, but I feel like, really, I've, I, don't, I haven't been to like you know the CES or whatever in like years. Like I think, though, that like basically people who are buying it now... A are not buying it for that. Maybe that's like an extra thing. But B, like they're just going to buy it no matter what that's price what they're is, buying because for they it. were going to buy it if it was a thousand dollars. Like it hasn't mm-hmm. actually that's true. how it sells now is no indication yeah. of how it's going to sell to the mainstream because right now it's just everybody I've seen who's like I bought one or are like people who would have bought it for like fifteen hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So, yeah. well, so we don't know yet. As game developers, I'm just assuming that this to you guys means like okay, well, not not yet. Like the VR is not something we're going to even consider or worry about yet. Even if you would normally, I mean, that's not really like. In your in your wheelhouse, right? But, yeah, I mean, if we had an amazing idea for it or something, right, but right. I, I, at this point, I mean, we don't even have a 3D engine, right? right like right. that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. those are the kinds of things we're talking about making Shovel Knight 64. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, right, we're, right. we're a couple steps away from VR. The other thing that I <laughs> thought about this, besides the fact that porn is going to be make it or break it for the for the Rift, is that. I think you're going to see a lot of games that were only talking about having VR versions hedge their bets and having like any game oh, like definitely. the like the Insomniac yeah. game mm, yeah. that was like okay this is a 3D game being made for the Rift but it doesn't technically it's a third person right. action game there is going to be a non-VR version of Definitely, that game. Yeah. Like, I think you're going to see a lot more announcements and a lot more people doing that stuff so uh, the touch controller also got delayed to the second half of 2016, which is a bummer. So that that's another what hundred dollars or something you're gonna spend. Yeah, but I think oh, that's wow. key. Like uh, for VR, you need no. Like, it is a key. What's that. not key is that now that means essentially my price just went up even more than the five ninety nine that yeah. already has been announced as. Yeah. Which, by the way, can we just touch really quick? There's an Xbox controller packed in with this bundle. That's right. What about all the people who don't want or need that? They like, said that. They said that that price. They, they talked specifically about yeah. that, and he okay. said. That the price of that was he called them actually like useless objects or something like that. <laughs> I think accidentally, but but uh, basically it's like the pr- cost of that is trivial. Like it's okay. not. It's not. So that's more like Microsoft funding it probably to sort of have their name in the. In the- Surely they had a like a big thing of Xbox controllers that nobody wanted. <laughs> I'm just like, right. There probably are one or two Xbox One controllers out there that. Uh, yeah, that they're mm-hmm. able to get for a cheaper price, but uh, yeah. but no, I mean they didn't go that far to okay. say, but it's like it's a small amount of All money. Right. I mean, I will say it's like I, I'm of two minds about it. For one, I I actually respect them for being like because I was kind of assuming that the Oculus was going to be the kind of compromise shitty right. system in order to go more mainstream, and so you know. I want to, I'm really excited to see now how good it is. Yeah, because now you get, that I yeah. get one for Congratulations, free. Congratulations, asshole. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Thank you. 
That was Thank surprising. I, that I bought the awesome. DK too. Obviously, you awesome. did too. I was, I was. Uh, that hurt. I was like, oh, if only I had put that same amount of fucking money. Fucking fair weather fans. What can I say? <laughs> Johnny come latelys don't get the fucking rewarded. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> those true. of us who believe from the beginning, <laughs> right? You know, we we deserve a little bit. You're going to need enough. someone to set it up for you, though. Right? <laughs> that is true. That so, is true. You know where I? Yep. I need. We need you to set up the. Yeah, we need. Too, we need it in the office. Right. We have a vibe. Is it a vibe or a vibe? Vibe. Is it a vibe? I was called vibe. Revive vibe. I don't know. Whatever. So yeah. So backers, you should backers of the original Oculus Rift. Check your email. You only have like a month to do it. So did you get the email? I did. Oh man. And I filled it out. It's just basically confirming your address for them to ship it. I mean, do you have to to pay for shipping? No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I should point out, like, for any criticism or whatever that I'm like, any of us probably are throwing at Oculus right now. Like, at the end of the day, it's trivial to have like conversation topics, but I think they're like amazing for like what they're doing, and like they're basically spearheading the next generation of like video games in my mind. So, like, at the end of the day, they can charge whatever they want. I'm not going to pay six hundred dollars yet, but I am going to own one eventually. I mean, I already own the DK. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if you will. I mean, you haven't seen the porn yet or anything. So, (laughs) Uh, I will say the timing of the announcement. Personally, just like inside baseball, I would have announced the price first and then announced the happier news of like, uh, yeah, that's true. People are getting one, but uh, right. Anyway, yeah, um, it kind of was like everybody was like, oh, they're getting them for free. That must mean it like cost around the same. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. is like Q ratings or whatever the fuck on Twitter was super high, and then yeah, it went down to the shitter. Yeah. Um, what else? There oh, there's, was there's a alcohol in this chocolate. Whoa. It's good. It's good. Um, I need more. A Nomura Securities uh, story about the uh, Nintendo NX, their uh-huh. next handheld, um, reporting that they're saying it will be unveiled in June uh-huh. uh, and that it will be out by year's end 2016 shopping season, which I don't think is like. Not surprising to me. Too surprising to some people. Yeah. Um, however, well, yeah, I mean, we'd have to hear about it soon for that to happen. We're only a few months away, man. Um, Nooks. Launch, remember, launch between October and November, and they're saying, you know, surprise, surprise, it will cannibalize the 3DS and Wii U. Wait, who Duh. is saying this? No more securities. So Which is usually pretty legit. This is like Japanese, you know, sort of industry. Insider. It's basically like you know the the, the Japanese like, like Michael Pactor kind of yeah. right know, thing. But he's wrong all the time. Yeah. But, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Pactor yeah. was a bad example. Like, like, in theory, not not yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. okay. not, like, I've not, never heard him say something. The, correct. These kind yeah, of exactly. these kind of newspapers <laughs> like they have like really tight relationships with the companies. Right. They're, they're yeah. analysts. But that's the only yeah. tie they have to Pactor. Like, they're an, they're like Pactor, except usually right. Qualified. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The but, inverse, like the Yang to, to Packers. I mean, strategy-wise, it seems like it would make sense. But I, it, just as far as all the games and everything being there, right? It, it seems like it would be like really surprising if I saw like a really strong lineup coming out for well, Christmas. Well, there's this one. Year. It would have to be first party. It seems like yeah, um, that's very obviously coming out on the N- uh, the NX. Well, are you suggesting Zelda? 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 Oh, I think that's got to be. I mean, yeah. it's got to be. I an think NX we've talked game. about it before, but at this point, it's many times be. we it's have. Gotta be. I mean, yeah. If it comes out this year. I think it has to. I mean, well, you know what? It does feel like... I they mean, already the, announced it's this, 2016. This, no, no, not Zelda. Oh, you talking about Zelda or are you talking about if NX? Yeah, I'm talking about year? NX. Yeah, I'm oh, talking about NX. Well, I think the year. space between <clears throat> Nintendo releases has gotten so large now that it just seems like conventional wisdom it has to be the truth where it's like, you know, in their last E3, it's like, okay, they're holding things back for NX. Right. Like, yeah, they yeah, have right. to be, right? And right. so you can't imagine them going through another holiday season without having yeah. much... 
But if the games aren't there, I don't think that the Nintendo will be like, oh, but well, you know we what? have to do it. Two, two things. I, I know we don't want to talk about this too long, but let's. Yeah, the, one point is, on. whatever this new system, about whatever NX is, we know there's got to be something about it we don't know yet that's going to be like the gimmick or whatever. Mm-hmm. It can't just be the fact that it's portable well, and handheld. I mean, a portable and console. Well, we don't have to, but I, I would. I would it like, might just be what we're thinking. I'm giving just pulled them off in a nice way. Well, yeah, there's, but there's got to be more than that because just having a handheld that acts that you can beam to your console is not new and it's not big well, enough. Well, we to, know like, that the controller the... has a screen. Well, it potentially could have a screen right, on it. Right, which is interesting, but like, that's Wii U level interesting. That's not Wii level interesting. You know what I'm saying? That's like interesting, but it's not like a new epic. It's like, all about execution. Thing. What if it looks like a donut? It's all about the games that they have. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. It's all about the games that they have. If they have what we know, what we assume that it is with right. a game that makes perfect use of what it is, right. then I think that that's... But what I was getting to is like if there are even mini games at that level, I mean, let's face Mario. it, Wii Sports, I'm sure, was not like a two-year development thing or whatever. Like if there are mini game type things that will satisfy and show off the new hardware and Zelda like I think that's more than enough well even well Mario 2 would be even Mario, bigger, uh, but, Mario is going to be an NX launch but to, I agree yeah. I, I kind of well, think that does make sense actually not, but, that's but not yeah like the bad like in the world right now <laughs> yeah. JJ doesn't do states I'm going to go on record yeah. also to say that there will be another Halo game I'm just going to I'm like I, 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 I'm going out I don't know that no, seems I like you're kind of a risk I'm going out on a limb I don't think it's any calling it at launch is not like guaranteed thing anymore No, especially if Zelda's going to be true it's not but uh, yeah, I think it is, and I think it's a real Mario game. Yeah, not not, not a new, new Super. super Mario I game. see, I see it coming this year though. Um, it's been a while since the last uh, 3D Mario now, 3D right? 3D World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. 3D yeah. World. And keep in so mind, every year... doing something. Every year, in like the first quarter, Nintendo has like an E3 level Nintendo Direct. They've done it two years in a row now, like where they just announce a bunch of crazy shit. So like it makes sense Around to when? something in the first quarter. Well, I don't it, know. It's got to be soon. Somewhere in January, February, soon? March. It was in February one year. Soon. It was in January another year. Activision bought uh, MLG, Major League Gaming, $40 million, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really to talk about there. Uh, That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a big deal to some people. It's cool. New Pokemon <laughs> arcade game in Japan. This is a big deal, yes. JJ. I saw this, and I was like, yes. Let you this. throw Pokeballs to catch Pokemon. Now, the thing that Wait, I don't what? understand about Whoa. this is, are these things tethered to something? Like, how do you not just run away with the Pokeball? Because this is the most brilliant fucking idea ever. <laughs> that is a really good Mark, idea. Because it's this what is, I think it is. Because this is Japan, and people, people don't will steal not steal things. things. That's true. <laughs> Okay. Well, if that's I mean, like it, really it looks taste. like like you know they have those basketball, yeah. right? Like one of those, no yeah, like a ski ball right? thing yeah. or yeah. or a basketball. But it's a, a, guard it's a pokeball, dude. I mean, that's like way so, more desirable like, yeah, than a basketball. Yeah, yeah, Basketballs yeah, yeah, are everywhere. Damn pokeball, real fucking pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Like steal me, just write it on there. <laughs> so apparently, you successfully finish a game, you receive one of twenty-four collectible cards, which is also yeah, kind of like yeah, this is like programmed by scientists who have been studying. Japan. <laughs> human behavior. Yeah. Um, this is brilliant. I can't wait yeah. to fucking to try that. Uh, what is it called? It's called uh, Meg, what it? Mega Get. It's called Pokemon Mega Getto. Yeah, nice. so like Mega Pokemon get. Mega Get. So like Shine Get. Um, get. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, this bl- this blows me away. So blind gamer successfully completes uh, Ocarina of Time. I saw that. How is that? Was his dad? Was somebody like watching and telling him what he's doing? Left, or what? left. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, he relied only uh, on interpreting the various sounds, whether wow. they're from walls, enemies, or the rest of the environment. Um, I would love to see somebody like narrow down. I mean, he was 
let's see, began it in 2011. So I would like to see like oh, a wow. slimmed down version of his playthrough. But like, <laughs> must have been a frustrating really, playthrough, right? I mean, yeah. I would love, but I would love to see the 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 techniques that he developed to like right. navigate his way through. I Do mean, we know? Game. Did he like become blind, or was he always blind? Because I wonder if he had played it before he was blind. How or blind? Or? Is he like legally blind? Like he can kind of <laughs> doesn't see. say. Does he have a certificate? Does he have a head in front of him and be like? I bet he had like this laundry list of problems with the sound after he was done. He was like, put me in a room <laughs> with a guy time, yeah, and yeah, I will bite yeah. his head the off. The attenuation oh, no. here is totally messed <laughs> right. up. Uh, speaking of Kickstarter, Psychonauts 2 reached its funding goal. 3.3 million. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. those are friends of ours. Really excited for them. Um, really cool that you know Eric Wolpaw is coming back for that. Tim, Did you see that thing the, where, uh, where Gabe gave him the okay yeah, to no, work that on was it? Great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. The Kickstarter video, that was the best part of that video. Scalebound. Delayed to 2017. Uh, they waited till like the first minute of 2016 yeah. to be like, "Hey, actually, it's not coming out this year, guys." Right. Uh, it was on their Nengajo too, which is kind yeah. of sad. Uh, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. It's like you got to take the time. It's disappointing, given that I'm still waiting for a game to actually feel like I should have bought my Xbox One. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, it doesn't surprise me. These yeah. games get delayed. Um, you know what? Kamiya at least has not really let us down yet, I feel like. So at least I would absolutely Did you play give Wonderful him- 101? Yeah. Ooh. You know, oh. okay. <laughs> I have a hard time arguing with that. I don't dislike Wonderful 101, but I get it. I can see why people... Hey, by the way, Transformers that. Devastation... Yes. Return to form for platinum. You had a little platinum uh, mini mini. Is that yeah, I, I beat I beat Bayonetta two and Transformers Devastation. So had you bought Bayonetta two or did you buy it? I two? bought I, so Nintendo. You know they have their Nintendo accounts here now, and they send you coupons to your Nintendo account. They're called coupons, but okay. Coupons. We've had this discussion. This is like a whatever. Thing. Okay, so His grandma and, was the coupon master. And one of the coupons for <laughs> God damn it, was there was like an end of the year sale where Bayonetta was half oh, off. Yeah. Okay, right. so I bought it and I plunged. You bought a rare digital game. You normally yeah. do not buy digital. Well, games. these days I'm buying more digital, but um, okay. yeah, I bought it and uh, I played through it. Uh, that is a game that unfortunately has great gameplay, but they kind of were feeling themselves too much hmm. and like. Basically, the two last two thirds of the game are like it's just like these really boring game. boss fights where you're like just attacking like a little point in the screen, and it feels like you're just playing against FMV. Really, it, like it has this great, great combat system right. where after you finish the game, there are these bonus stages where are just about doing that, which is that is what makes Bayonetta awesome is like these really great. The moments of combat, style. yeah, super deep. Um, combat. But uh, mm. but on the other side, Transformers Devastation, while it doesn't have like the in depth combat of Bayonetta, does get it right where like the game is from the beginning to the end a like test of your ability to use the combat in a creative way mm. against these AI enemies who are like on equal footing, and you're like constantly like you know going back and forth, and it's just like this really fun thing, like I. I love the Transformers. I like the graphics and everything, but like that all took a back seat to just like this really great game design. So am I hearing you fun. right that J.J. Epperson yeah. prefers Transformers Devastation over Bayonetta 2? Oh, miles away. Wow. Oh, really? Bayonetta 2 got... It got tens. People it love got games that. of the Shock year. Man. They're crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, we talked about it on the show before. I was super surprised too. What yeah. I took it as that it was a excellent entry in that in a genre that nobody else is making at all anymore. I, yeah, and that people were were very very happy. They t- I, for me, they took the the exact wrong lessons from Bayonetta one and like. Huh. Okay. Turned them up to ten. Um, other Japan up. news, Sorry. yeah, we're we're getting there. Uh, Recore is launching a little later, but um, it's going to launch on PC as well. Um, that's, that's from KG and Afune, friend of the show. Um, it's it's now just 2016 instead of spring 2016. We still which, haven't even seen that game. Yeah, no, they only showed FMV, which makes me surprised that it was ever had spring 2016. Yeah, it says it seems ridiculous. Um, Let's see. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Pull one out for Shinra Technologies. um, Being shut down by Square Enix after losing a a bunch of money. Several friends Um, of the show. Yep, we have a lot of friends there. So um, Yeah, Jon Snow. Yes, friend of the show, Jon Snow. Yes, uh, excellent guy. he goes to the wall. Excellent worker. will make a great addition (laughs) to some Canadian companies. Unlike uh, the other Jon Snow, he knows something. (laughs) Yeah, he does know a lot. (laughs) Reach out if you uh, are in the game industry there and you think you have something that might fit him in what? The Toronto? Montreal, Toronto, Seattle, Tokyo. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. We won't talk about that. Wait, just one second. (laughs) All right. So this is an article about uh, these uh, crackers. Uh, <laughs> crackers and white people. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> hackers. Hackers. <laughs> crack, well, it's two different things. Sorry, you guys are laughing. But people who crack the right, right, right. copy protection a, a on video games. Of hackers who are the ones who like crack. initially like make a game so that it's able to be copied. Right. So they're hey, saying hey, within, within within two years there will be no more pirated games, which is like yay, no more pirated games. But at the same time, that also means. Those games, like when the developers or the publisher is done with them, and like you know, you know how like uh, Fantasy Star Online, online. Yeah, 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 not able to be like archived, right. and basically they wouldn't be able to be archived. Oh, which because is also security or whatever will get to yeah. a level that it's uncracked. Right, and <laughs> whatever the future will happen, it's time travel sad. will happen. Guy, people well, will come back. <laughs> time and, travel. When quantum <laughs> time travel, Fantasy Star yeah. Online, when quantum they, computing happens, said, it won't like, be particles of the light cra- back in time or something. The crackers will find a way. Yeah, exactly. Crackers. Crackers going to crack. Crackers find a way. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, we should uh, get the fuck out of here. So, right. uh, <laughs> JJ, uh, let's wrap this sh- show up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Sean and David, guys, yes. for being here. It yes. was Thanks super awesome. I, Thank you. I honestly yeah. could have talked to you for like three or four more hours about Shovel Knight, but we will do that. In Next future time. episodes, we've already established you guys are going to come back to Japan Definitely. sometime, hopefully soon. But, uh, uh, in the meantime, JJ, why don't you tell people where they can talk about this podcast or find the podcast if somehow, I don't know, they're just listening to this on like their sister's car stereo or something, and they're like, what is this podcast? <laughs> I like it's a, it's a sister. Yeah, that's that's driving, it, driving it in the car, yo, sissy, this is like a, yeah, yeah. This is a great so podcast. Awesome. Where, where, yeah, where, where do I, I, where yeah, do I, I find it? Uh, first, uh, actually, before I, we go into that, I want to thank a guy, Muzzy72. I was talking about deals on PSN and he's a fan of the podcast out of nowhere it was like hey man here's a code for a free year at PSN that's right I Muzzy, that. Muzzy that's 72 cool. really awesome guy just wanted to thank him live on the podcast Ooh, but anyway nice. so you can find us at 8-4.jp our second home giantbob.com there's always a gaff thread um, what am I forgetting your twitter name twitter at, at SPRSK also instagram justin.epperson sorry 
I'm at Mark Beck D. That's the second time you mentioned that, this podcast. I'm yeah. at John TV and uh, Yacht Club. Guys, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, we're at Yacht Club Games, and okay. that's where you can find us. What about your personal Twitter accounts? If people oh. want to know your personal, uh, personal okay, okay, opinions. Okay, I am at Shawneeface, YCG. Well, I don't okay. know if I don't. I, I, I don't. Um, know yeah, I, I don't. I don't tweet a whole lot, but oh, okay. when, but when I do, it's very random. It's very worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't tweet. It's like that. I don't tweet a lot. But when, <laughs> I, when I do, yeah. 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 I'm at DandyYCG. DandyYCG. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, and uh, thanks again for listening to everyone out there. Um, and uh, and it's two weeks when uh, the gif. That's right. That's right. Bomb on Japan. Oh, nice. All right. Well, cool. Kevin Gifford will be in town, so come we'll on see back you there. for that. Yep, indeedy. And uh, until then, uh, who wants to take us out? Uh, yeah, I'm Sean, and and Box Boy is really cool. And Box Boy Two just came <laughs> out, so everyone look forward to Box Boy, and hopefully we'll see a Box Boy Three. Box Boy, <laughs> more Box Boys. Box Boy. Box Boy. Let's go, crackers. <laughs> <laughs> US dollars, five hundred and ninety nine 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 US dollars, five hund
five, 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 five.